And welcome to the biggest load of bullshit podcast you're ever likely to hear anything to do with heavy metal or thrash metal or any other kind of metal. It is Talking Bollocks with me, your host, Howard H. Smith. Yes, I am here once again to pronounce all of my opinions as fact, comment on the news and generally, generally be a big mouth, self-opinionated idiot that you have come to love. Slash hate, slash couldn't give a shit about. So, hello, welcome back, bollockers. If you are a regular bollocker, it's nice to have you along. Please get along to iTunes and do some reviews, will you guys? Because uh, the last review there was 2015. What the fuck have you lot been doing, hey? I don't know what you've been doing, but it's not going to iTunes and reviewing the podcast. Um, to be fair, that that <laughs> there, there you go. That right there is an example of how this podcast works. Um, I, I'd really like it if you just happen to be stopping by when you're on iTunes to do a re- review of this. But how I how it comes out initially is just insulting you and hoping hoping that'll work, which of course it won't. So yeah, like I said, if you just if you if you've got iTunes open, you know if you've got iTunes, poor you for a start. What a fucking horrible, disgusting program that is. Um, but that's a long story. Uh, well, quite a short story actually. But. Um, uh, yeah, if you just happen to be um, uh, on iTunes you, and you think, oh, I know what I'll do, I'll pop along to Talking Bollocks, give it a little review, five stars, by the way, don't be bothering with your four star, three star, one star, I'm fine, absolutely fine, give me both barrels, tell me how, how much you disagree with me, what a fucking idiot I am, the podcast's too long, my opinions are all bollocks, fine, absolutely wonderful, it's always nice to have a, a plethora of opinions opposed to just my just my own and of course um you know if your opinions are so wonderful why don't you start a podcast and uh, so i can subscribe to it and give you a shit review um there you go you see again it's this started out all oh please would you just you know just pop by and you know you just happen to have itunes open if you could give me a review but it ends up with me basically accusing anybody who doesn't give it a five-star review of being a cock and that they should get their own podcast so i can slag them off um Oh dear, hey, welcome to the ghost train that is my life. Um, it is, um, it's lovely to be in all of your ears once again, and yes, I am going to have to do it, I am, because it's tradition, it's there, it's, we, 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 this is how we roll, this is how I roll, this is how I do. Uh, my name is Howard H. Smith, I am lead singer of rebooted UK thrash band Acid Rain, rebooted in 2015, new single coming at you last week in 2017 called The Man Who Became, <laughs> got the title of his own song wrong, The Man Who Became Himself, more on that later. Um, I also do stand-up comedy. You can go to keithplatt.co.uk. You can tweet me at Keith Platt. You can tweet the show at Talking Bollocks. That's uh, with a Z on the end, not an S. Um, Acid Rain, at Acid Rain UKAC. Um, you can find all of it on Facebook. Just fucking, you can find me everywhere. Uh, comedy, podcast, the band. There you go. So, um, yeah. Um, what's been happening in the world of metal in the last month. Well, I have to, first off, um, just to let you all in on a fallout from the podcast from last week. Um, well, actually, no, it wasn't from last week, was it? Um, oh, yeah, it was, because I, I mentioned I mentioned um, Corey Taylor weighing in, saying Metallica were disrespected um, by the Grammys and all the rest of it. And uh, a friend of mine who um, isn't on social media sent me a text saying, bloody hell, somebody should remind Corey Taylor that, the, that Metallica were disrespected by the Grammys in 1989 when Jethro Tull won. 
Um, and I thought that's a really good point. And somebody somebody tweeted me. I I, I don't know what it was, but I in my reply, oh, it was um, uh, a a, um, uh, a a a fellow bollocker, well, fellow bollocker, no, well, anyway, a, a a fellow listener who tweeted me and said like, you know, oh yeah, you know, poor old Metallica, boo hoo. And in my reply, um, I basically took my friend's comment about um about 1989 uh put it in the tweet and i um added um cory taylor to the tweet and um blow me if good old cory didn't didn't reply cory cory i don't know whatever um and uh, yeah he 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 replied and said uh yeah i do remember thanks for that um and it's, it's very cool i just thought that was very cool of course i immediately replied um instantly saying yeah cool come on the fucking show you know basically pretty much jumped in with both feet and ruined any chance i've ever got of ever getting him on the show but there you go um so yeah it's nice to know that here in the little corner of our bollocking world um occasionally there is a shaft of light where somebody relatively um massively famous takes an interest in the utter shit that i spout across this podcast and social media so there you go um the other big thing happening um in the world of metal well actually um i i just want to do a little sidebar here um this isn't anything to do with the world of metal um well it is because it's to do with me and my life but um i mean i always kind of let you in on little bits and pieces i let you in on when i when i um uh, when i thought i had um uh, a re- a recurring um uh oh what's the bloody thing hernia and um ended up doing a, a french surgeon i don't know the call back to a hilarious episode there um well, I um, I had a blood test. I had some blood test results come back um, since the last podcast, and um, yeah, it would appear that um, uh, very uh, old uh, old big mouth here has got. Um, when I'm not talking, I'm shoving this hole full of food, and it turns out probably not the best food. Um, got very high cholesterol, so I have had to massively change my diet. This is on top of remember, folks, having stopped smoking for a month now. Woohoo! Um, also, only had two glasses of wine in the last month, so there you go. Um, yeah, no, obviously pints of virgin's blood. You know, I'm still metal, of course. Um, but um, so yeah, I, so I, re- I basically had to radically change my diet. I had to empty the fridge freezer, throw fucking about hundred quid's worth of food away, um, and basically go down to Tesco's and buy all sorts of shit with plant steroids in it because that reduces your cholesterol and you know no more butter and not skimmed milk and basically i've had to make a shitload of changes that certainly don't jive with uh life on tour which my life on tour is going to begin in four days um when we play uh uh the rebellion club in manchester so um yeah it's it these things happen and, and i also said you know you, you know what you, you, some of the some of the top tips were quit smoking and hit the gym and i was like boom way ahead of you but yeah basically got to make some um got to make some big changes which i have which i have because as um those of you know who when i want to do something i fucking do it and uh, go big or go home you know either smash it out of the park or don't go to the park basically so uh so i'm now having at it um i've just had my first meal with um a whole wheat pasta and i have to say not too bad I'm, I, I'm you know i'm adjusting it's not bad so if any of you out there have um uh have, you know got high cholesterol or anything like that and you're you know thinking oh fucking hell, just, it, honestly throw yourself into it um there is actually some pretty nice stuff out there and um yeah i never thought i'd be saying that but there you go anyway enough of me back to the world of metal apparently 
Dave Mustaine says, trying to stuff, trying to write stuff for the radio usually backfires. Well, why don't we change that usually to always? Hey, Dave. Yeah, euthanasia, super cunter. Fucking two albums there where he categorically stated after them that he'd written them for radio. Yeah, and two absolute fucking stinking flops. So hopefully this means that Dave has finally learned his lesson and he's not going to do it again. Um, I have to say I saw the footage of the... Um, the I, what I can only call the Megadeth Jamboree because it did look like some sort of... Cub Scout gathering in in Megadeth's back garden. Um, I I I just don't know. Why. <laughs> it's just fucking mental. Just the concept of it is it just does my head in. But you know, there you go. The uh, the Megadeth Jamboree. It happened. People went. I still can't believe it. Um, what else has been going on? Well, um, story in the UK um, that the government are looking into unlimited time, uh, uh, unlimited fines for online touts. That's companies that use bots to buy tickets and then resell them um, at a much higher price. This has come into the new, and uh, uh, you know, and um, uh, my, my opinion on that is okay, fair enough, fair enough. But can we please address? Um, uh, 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 just as big a problem, which is the absolutely insane and unjustified admin charges that ticket companies charge. £3.50 to print out uh, your own fucking email is a legal crime. That is absolute fucking bullshit. And that's why my band Acid Rain, we ticketed our own show, uh, our own Christmas show in Wales at the end of last year. We'll never be doing it again because you would not believe the dumb fucking questions that people mail you with. Seriously, you would not believe it. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, that's still a concern. But th this is this is all been brought you know, crushingly up to date with just a few days ago, Metallica's tickets selling out immediately um, and then appearing at two or three times the price um, are on these cunty sites like Get Me In and stuff like that. And um, uh, I mean, you know, so I kind of I can kind of wrap up two subjects there, which is Metallica ticket pricing. Um, people moaning, say £96.50 plus like, you know, admin takes it over £100 a ticket. Um well, okay, fine, but I think there's a certain amount of entitlement there, and I think that entitlement comes to people who are like, um, I, I think a lot of people around my age or slightly younger than me, who 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 basically it's it's their band, Metallica is their band, and how dare they be priced out of going to see their band? And it's kind of like, well, it's kind of they're not your band anymore. They're a global phenomenon. They're a brand as much as they are a band. Yeah. Let's just ask that shitty fashion label that they've just um, signed up, signed a deal with. Um, and because you've been priced out of it, doesn't mean that it's ludicrous or it's it's terrible. It, it, they're the prices. And to prove my point, the tickets sold out virtually immediately at nine oh two, and they're now going at two and three hundred pounds a shot, and people are still buying them. So you know, ultimately, I'm am I going? No. No, I'm not. Um, if I if Hardwired was any good, would I be going? Yes, I would. But I, I you know, I, uh, I I don't want to go and see those songs live. 
I really don't. And and they they're playing a fair amount, you know. And and I've seen Metallica quite a few times. Um, and you know, it's. I I hopefully they will be they'll record a, a new album, as they've said, a bit quicker. And which I think they will. Hopefully, it'll be better than Hardwired. If it's worse, then I've definitely seen Metallica for the last time. But anyway, you know, it, it's. I, d- I don't want to go and see the f- fucking Hardwired, um, uh, uh, you know, live. I really don't, as all you know. Anyway, I've, I've fucking done that subject to death. Two podcasts, five and a quarter hours. Let's fucking leave it at that. Um, uh, I was spammed by a band called uh, Reverted. I actually got a spam email in my uh, own, in my actual personal email account from the band Reverted, and I have to say, good on them. Fucking fair fucks. Don't know where they got my email address from. It's my own personal email address, not any of the ones that you guys can can reach me on. Um, Howard at allaboutherock.co.uk, by the way, and all about the rock. Thanks again for hosting this podcast, continuing to host this podcast, and please get your asses to allaboutherock.co.uk. You can get t-shirts from there as well, and there's very soon there's going to be uh, Talking Bollocks merchandise available. Yeah, that's right. Fucking baseball shirts, motherfuckers. Um, so anyway, uh, a slight aside there. Um, but yeah, good old good old reverted, spammed me. I was I was impressed. I've got to say, I was impressed. Now, I have made a note to talk about um, uh, Brent Hines from uh, Mastodon saying Judas Priest aren't metal. But I discussed that with Chuck and Godless, formerly of the Metal Podcast. Uh, sorry, formerly of the Metal Sucks Podcast, now of the Metal Podcast. Um, and uh, they're on this show. Uh, but I was on their show, so you can listen to us discussing that on their show. So search for the metal podcast or just search chuck and godless um and yet yeah, you know awesome metal oh bloody hell my my landline's going I've got, I've got to answer that well there you go i mean you've got it you've got to answer the landline if it rings haven't you fucking hell you've got to see which strange bastard is still using that old technology Ex- you know my apologies for all of you who still use the landline but seriously fucking you know catch up um uh, what a surprise hello i am calling about the car accident you've just had yeah i haven't had a car accident fuck off fuck off fuck off was basically my reply until they hung up because i'm such an eloquent cunt um <laughs> Uh, uh, so there you go. Yeah, don't don't ring me on the landline. I'm not very nice. Um, so um, uh, anybody watching the TV show Billions, um, Metallica were in um, were in the last series, and Megadeth have made an appearance in the second series, and it just tickles me because I've just got this funny feeling that yet again, old D- Dave Mustaine saw some Metallica in on the first series and went fuck this. Right, I get on the phone. Get me, get me lawyers, get me agent, get whoever I fucking need, get me on that fucking show. Or maybe the people who are behind it are just big thrash metal fans. So uh, expect Acid Rain t-shirts appearing in that TV programme on HBO any day now. Um, yeah, it's not really going to fucking happen, is it? Um, right now, I... I have to mention this because, um, as you all, well, as some of you may know, as you all may know, no, some of you may know, um, last year in March, around this time, just over a year ago, it was the Hammerfest in Wales, and uh, we set off, as in Acid Rain, set off to play it. We ended up spending eight hours on the motorway because of an accident, stuck in it. We couldn't do the gig. We had to turn around. Uh, ended up playing a, a tiny little pub in London as a surprise gig. But the point being, um, not a great experience. Um, I'm not going to go into it, but 
not a great experience all round, to be honest. And um, and this year, I couldn't help but notice uh, my friends Onslaught posting on Facebook, so telling all of their fans that they were not playing Hammerfest. They told Hammerfest months ago that they weren't playing, but Hammerfest still hadn't taken their name off their poster. In fact, they said they told them in July. July 2016. Their name was still on the poster in March 2017. I don't know what anyone else thinks, but I just think that's pretty shitty admin, right? And then, it turns out Metal Church were on the poster, and they weren't playing either. And Reanimator was still on the uh, weren't on the poster. Now all of us here know that Reanimator wouldn't be on the post, wouldn't be doing the gig because Dan has got has been diagnosed with cancer, and he'll be coming up later on the podcast, fucking moaning about it. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just think you come on seriously. You cannot leave bands on your poster for a festival when they ain't fucking playing, and when they've told you that they're not playing, they have pulled out. That is that is just not fucking on. It really isn't. But um, anyway, look, we are we are coming up to around the twenty minute mark, as you all know. Um, I don't like to do any more than this before we get a get into an interview. And I'm going to start with um, uh, one of my favourite interviews of more recent times. Um, well, you know, all my interviews they're like children. That I, I love them all equally. Um, bollocks. Some I prefer than others. So, um, but this is definitely one of my faves because. Um, I have been a Life of Agony fan uh, ever since River Runs Red. The week it came out, I was fucking, I was there. Um, And um, in Metalhead in Camden, um, listening to it, or in fact when Metalhead might have been in um, Carnaby Street. Uh, Either way, Hector would have been working there and uh, walked in one day and he was like, check this out. Fucking had to have that straight away. Um, It's an amazing album, The River Runs Red, Life of Agony. It's a debut album. It's a concept album. I mean, it's, it's... it's hardcore, it's metal, it's just it's crossover, it's, it's, it's fantastic. But the one thing that always set Life of Agony apart for me um, were the vocals. And um, you are now going to hear my interview with uh, Mina Caputo, um, who is just, you know, a legend in my eyes. The new Life of Agony album um, is, is not out until April, um, but I've got an advanced copy of it. And I, I am just in love with it. It is fantastic. Um, it sounds like they picked up after Soul Searching Sun, which was their third album. It's it, it, for any of you Life of Agony fans, you will not be disappointed. Um, there is, it's it, it's wonderful. Everything about it, the production, the 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 lyrics, the the whole atmosphere, and it's an album that has atmosphere, and that is so rare. So fucking rare these days. So please, um, please do sit back and listen to this chat with Mina um, that I had a couple of weeks ago. Make sure you keep an eye out for the new um, Life of Agony, a place where there is no more pain. Um, And nothing more needs to be said. This is myself and Mina talking um, about, well, a couple of weeks ago. Hello, Mina. Hi, Howard. Hello there. How are Hello you? Hello there, darling. <laughs> Sorry, I was I was on with uh, someone from Italy. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're just worldwide popular. you got to deal with that. I am quite the popular item. <laughs> I'm, I'm, st- I'm still chuckling. I am still chuckling about that little, uh, that little gift that you sent me. 
um, uh, all of a sudden I just get this little superhero appear in my inbox. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, you know, there's been like a little, the schedules have been crazy because a lot of European people, they forgot about daylight savings time. Yeah. And for the past, and no one, and there was just this whole big messy thing, so... But I'm happy we're, we're, I'm on schedule today, so... Cool, um, cool, cool. Well, that, so that, you're calling from the UK? I am calling from... I'm calling from London town as we speak. Ooh. I can uh, I can see I the... I was just there last week. You're joking? No, I swear, like... You, hang on, you... Just, you, you were... I just did press in uh, person uh, in London for two days. I did Berlin and then I did Paris. Oh, I literally man. just got back. Less than a week ago, I can't believe you didn't call in to see me. I'm uh, that is. I'm, I can't I, believe the label. We we need to <laughs> we need to start cutting people. <laughs> uh, it's all good, man. It's all good. Are you, uh, by the way, are you okay? Are you are you snowed in? Um. Yes, we are snowed in. Oh man, that's. <laughs> but it's okay because I'm just pretty much doing interviews, and I just have to run out for you know groceries for the doggy and stuff like that but and i'm and i'm i'm in a pretty my block is quiet but i'm in a pretty busy area so if i walk up the block i have you know a ton of shops from yeah from sneaker shops to to any kind of food you want or whatever you know new york it's it's overabundance of everything <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's cool it's a lovely place i've been there a couple of times and yeah, I always, always have fun in New York. Always have fun in New York. Love it. <laughs> it's crazy town. Um, so, um, so look, a, a little bit of um, a little bit of backstory on um, uh, on on who you're talking to. Actually, I, um, I we, we've got we've got a, a little bit in common. Um, back in 1988, I put my first album out with um, with a band I was fronting, which is a UK thrash band called Acid Rain. And we put out three albums between 88 and 90. Sorry, four albums between 88 and 91, if you include compilation albums. And then, um, and then it split. So I was, I was 18 when, um, when our first album came out. So, um, uh, I, I do know how it feels to be, uh, to be a, to be a, a young guy fronting a band. Um, and, and, you know, it, we, we burned, we burned brightly, but for a short period, much like yourselves the first time around. Um, and um, and then uh, and then I spent uh, tw- twenty years being a stand-up comedian. And um, oh wow! So I've been doing that for a-, a lot longer than I've been in a band. And then two years ago, um, I, d- I dug up the band again. Um, although unfortunately, none of the original guys could do it, so it's it's new guys. But um, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of backstory there because, I, like I said, I think I think there's. I think we have. Um, I think we're kindred spirits. We have the yeah. You know, we, 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 well, I'm happy. I'm talking to an artist. That's a. cool. B. I think I've heard of Acid Rain. <laughs> oh, you're, you're. Oh, I'm. I'm sure you haven't. But that's very kind yeah, of you to say. So. No, I have. Um, I've never heard the music, but I've. I've heard that name going around. Oh, cool, um, man. That's good. That's really cool to know. Over the years. Um, Thanks, man. You do look familiar. <laughs> oh, you've got my that. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a really. Yes, flat... I see you. I see your little your little picture on your little Howard <laughs> Smithy thingy there. <laughs> yeah, that is that that, um, that that is me. That is me mid gasp on stage. 
Okay, so, all right, and now I'm talking to someone else who has lead singer disease. Amazing. Absolutely. We are both sufferers of LSD. Yeah, that's right. And, and there ain't no pills for that, baby. We got it, nope. and you, you're going to well, die with it. I prefer magic mushrooms over a chemical any day. <laughs> who wouldn't? <laughs> if I'm, I'm going to trip, it's going to be from the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Know? It's got to be from the herbs. So keep it natural. Yeah. Keep it natural. Keep it organic. Yep, I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I've got to dive straight in here because I... Amazing. I, I've yeah, got, I got a half hour too, so... Uh... Cool. Well, look, I, I, I mean, look, this is just a chat. I'm not going to bother with the bullshit questions and the, like, you know... Well, you don't need to yeah. with someone like me because I never... I always... Usually I get an interviewer and in one fucking breath I answer 20 questions without <laughs> them even having to ask anything. So. Yeah, I've, I've, already, I've already heard a couple of your interviews. Oh, you did? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking, geez, there's nothing fucking left to ask. Um, but no, it's, it, it's, look, one thing I've got to say is congrats on the album, man. It is, Thank you. I, I, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm River Runs, I was there. The week River Runs Red came out, I had a copy of that. Oh, so you're like a fucking River Runs Red junkie. Absolutely, dude, yeah. And I tell you, that album, the... For me, for me, the new album is is the is the natural successor to Soul Searching Sun. Um, Thank and, you. And, and I just think it is. There's, I, I don't know. It's it's like, I mean, I I was I was a I've got to say I was a little um, apprehensive prior to listening to it. I was, uh, and then, you know, two or three songs in, I was just. You, you know what, darling? It. I think a lot of people are apprehensive because, you know. The girl laid herself even more vulnerable in there. People don't, people, you know, I get a lot of love. I get a lot of love. I have to tell you, Howard, it's been, it's been an amazing journey. Um, I, I highly recommend anyone stepping into their fears because it's, yeah, it's all an illusion and you know, you walk right through your fears, the world opens up for you. And everything I did fear about coming out and losing family and friends and my career and my music, I was prepared to throw it all away. I didn't give a fuck. I was too busy dying. I was too busy dying instead of living. It was time for me to, to blossom, to live, to thrive, to allow this feminine creature to surface the, the way it naturally should without without you know society's you know false encourage encouragements on how one should live their life in society Cause, you know society they're like yeah great you're doing that you yourself but don't be like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, i could like picture bill hicks saying like oh you know, like, man the way yeah you know the way fucking society oh great i'm so happy you got to be yourself but you're not gonna do that are you you know how <laughs> hypocritical this is cruel society can be but absolutely and i can totally um, imagine i can totally hear bill saying that as well but i have to say you know i got a, my point is is that along the way a lot of people just because i came out 10 years ago and blah 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 and pe- it, it is she going to be able to sing? Did her voice change? Da, da, da. I know, just legitimate questions because people don't really understand. But like, 
people should do their research and try to deepen that deepen their understanding yeah of, absolutely of, of the diversity of human beings but like yeah yeah that was I, I, that I think was i got a lot of that you know but to me to be honest i think you know this is the most ferocious life of agony record it's it's the most bone crushing i i put so much love and 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 creativity and and wisdom and and um as 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 much as as good as i i put my best foot forward it was like you know and i think i'm i i'm hitting notes that i've never hit on any any loa record you know um, i i i think personally i i and and as far as the whole band we've definitely raised the bar for ourselves for one another I raised the bar vocally. There's, you know, um, I'm dying to hear someone cry about my vocals that I don't. You know, and these people, they, they. How am I supposed to sound like a 19 year old singer off a river? I'm 43. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I would, first yeah. of all, I would never try to. We're not the type of band to make the same record twice. Yeah. we would never do that. That's sacrilegious to us. The people who even think that. That's what Ben should do. Should be shot in the fucking foot, you know. <laughs> so like, you know, point is that I felt incredible going in. I think I laid down my best work yet for this band. I feel like this record has been an incredible healing process for me personally, for the band collectively, yeah. individualistically. We did. We put a lot of love, a lot of trust, a lot of a lot of respect. Um, towards one another and our individual and creative needs, we really uh, we really stepped it up for one 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 another. And it's my making amends album for me. You know, I felt like I I missed out on a lot of great times, a lot of lost times with the boys. You know, yeah, we've been through so many hard times. As you know, you've been in a band yourself. You know, it ain't no fucking better roses. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, in fact, it's. Uh, you know, it's 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 quite the opposite. In fact, that Oasis line always, I think it was Noel singing, yeah, yeah, please don't put your life in the hand yeah. of a rock and roll band. You throw it all away. And I'm always, <laughs> you know, you yeah. know that song off of Be Here Now. Absolutely, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like that line, when shit hits the fan in a band, I'm always singing that fucking song, Noel singing. <laughs> it's like, but, you know, I don't mind people doubting me. I don't mind people hating on me. I could give a fuck. Obviously, I'm going to do what I got to do anyway. And um, no one's going to do it like me. And I'm very proud of, of of what the band just gave birth to. And, oh, and to yeah. be honest, it was extremely effortless for us. It was, you know, I got to give props to Napalm. They They stayed out of the creative process. In fact... We wouldn't have even penned the deal if they wanted to hear demos or wanted to tiptoe into a studio. We're like, fuck off, fuck that. We're not, we're not down with that kind of shit. Yeah, we're, we're old school romantics. Well, you if, know, you, if we, you don't we, know what you're we, doing by now, we, we, we was, we've been selling out venues before social media was a fucking crutch for <laughs> every other motherfucker that doesn't want to do their job. So, like, uh. Let us do our fucking thing. And at the end of the day, we give birth to a place that is no more pain 
an album. I think it's the best album to date as far as, and it is the most fucking highly anticipated record, and it and, and it very well should be. And I'm not a presumptuous person. I'm not very down to earth, very gentle. You know, I'm like a cloud that just kind of dissipates with however the sky, however change of, of mood the sky, you know, I just kind of dissipate with it all. We don't really, um, yeah. It was, so, well, look, it was, I, that I mean. That being said, uh, I'm happy that you're enjoying it, oh, right? Oh, man, I mean, it, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's, um, I wasn't apprehensive because of, um, uh, I was apprehensive just purely because of the gap between between albums because um look i I know what it's like you know and sometimes you know you get back together and the magic ain't there and you know that Mm -hmm. that, that's happened to me but this is uh, yeah this is 10 tracks that's another reason why the band took so long to actually get into the studio with one another yeah because the magic wasn't there right and we're not going to get into the studio because we have to yeah because that's what bands do. We could give a fuck what bands do. Yeah. We don't give a fuck about any, um, you know, we don't care about, uh, you know, behaving in, in the playground and playing jump rope and being nice. Like, fuck you, you know? Like, we don't give a fuck. We don't play, we play the game the way we want to play the game. And that's fucking that, man. Yeah, you know we absolutely. don't do things. We don't do this for everyone or every everyone else or for fame or the idea of riches. Like if I die tonight, uh, I can smile when death shows up at my doorway because I know, uh, especially in the recent years, I've been I've been doing the best work that I've possibly could be doing, personally, publicly, musically. Um, you know, so I, I feel, I feel very honored and, 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 and I'm in deep gratitude for every, every day that, that shows up under my nose, you know, so like, you know, we don't, you know, we, we did this for us, really. We did this because we, there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of confusion and turmoil and fights along the way and just, bullshit and the and the dynamic now is extremely different in the band and we're actually we're having a great time and we've proven that you don't have to be a suicidal head case to write a great record we wrote a great <laughs> record all in, yeah. a, in a great space really you know Wait, yeah, yeah we've got shit going on in our lives it never ends it'll always never end that's life's not it's meant to be um you know, life presents you with challenges and contrasts and negativity, and it's how you react to it all, basically. You know, it's your reaction that dictates the mood and the emotion and, you know, whether you're going to have a good or a bad day or week or whatever. It begins and ends with you, really. You know, so, like, we've, we've been really, uh, we've been having a good time. You know, we, we don't stop laughing. We just... It's pretty funny. These guys are so funny, and they're yeah. they're amazing men. They're great. I, I hope to meet a man like one of the boys in the band because they're everyone's so loyal to their girlfriends. They're real men. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're not these fucking spineless, creepy, you know, just cryptic, you know, where their brain is literally in the head of their penis and they're just so like, you know, they're not wolf-like. I mean, I'm sure they could be, but they're just great guys and we've been having a great time. The shows have been amazing. We're selling out everywhere and it's, it's, it seems as if we plugged into something really, really magical this time. And um, very pleased, really, really, really pleased that, you know, I, I, I actually can't wait to do another record. I hope we do actually do another record at some point, you know, because I think it'll be even uh, bigger than a place where there's no more pain. And I don't mean bigger in terms of ears hearing it, but just just be massive <laughs> ball of creativity. Yeah. You know? So you found you found the creative process something that was um that was um cathartic all getting back together and 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 being able to create together again. Yes. We did. We we found a good the boys found a good niche, you know, to suss out these bone crushes with one another. Yeah. For me to lay down my my flora and fauna, my vocal stuff, you know, my magic. And um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been great, and we've been just getting a lot of great reviews, and I've been having incredible conversations and reactions that people have um it's been a it, it well I, I mean something like um something like a new low um that could have been on river runs red it's uh, you know there, there's 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 something there's it feels like there's all sorts of different versions of of, of life and ag- life of agony that have all come together for this for this album all different kind of eras. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I uh, a new low is actually one of my favorite numbers on that record. Um, uh, well, I'm that, not sure though we'd be able to. I don't know if we would be able to write the record that we wrote last. You know, last year. I'm not sure we would have been able to write that one in our twenties. <laughs> <laughs> no, do, no, you know, definitely like, not. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. It's definitely, we did, I think the boys, they did make a, a little bit of a conscious effort. To me, it sounds like the best, the best of, musically speaking. Yeah. You know, um, the best of moments for this band. Well, and, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I forgive me, forgive me for being so, um, uh, so corny, but um, obviously... You know, a place where there's no more—a place where there's no more pain—is that—is that a place that 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 you managed to find through? You know, I—is I, this—is this a bullshit question you've been asked loads of times? I apologise if it is. No, there's no bullshit question that exists. First of all, every question is just—you know—we're inquisitive, curious people. You should ask, no matter how ridiculous 
because I don't believe in ridiculous questions. Okay, well, so, I'm, I'm relieved. But with that that being said, um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it certainly and wasn't... And I'm not even fucking stoned yet. It, it certainly wasn't fucking memorable, even if it wasn't a bad question. <laughs> I had to say it. Yeah. Um, no, um, it is a place where there's no more pain. Is that where is that where you found yourselves as a band, or is it, or, or is where you found yourself as a person, where you can really where you can really open up because it seems like the lyrics to that song are very much a case of it's it's kind of like your mantra it's kind of mm-hmm. you know and you're you clearly encouraging people to experience what you've experienced which is you know becoming to know, well no, to coming to know yourself yeah well look i'm not you know the queen ruler of the world i haven't mapped out and figured out my entire journey I'd be bullshitting you if I said I would. I'm just as lost as any other fucker out there, you know. Um, I still ask those imperative, beyond scientific questions like, who am I? Why am I here? What's the purpose of our species? What's going on? What are we feeling? Can we do this? Are we both? Are we neither? You know, like, uh, it goes on and on and on. And to be honest, to answer your question, uh, I don't think a place where there's no more pain actually exists. Yeah. And if it does, it's a very temporary fleeting feeling. Mm -hmm. The idea and objective of life is to kind of throw challenges at you to fuck with you. Yeah. So when you do have these clear, focused, perfect moments... You appreciate them with, with, with all of you, with the full, the fullness of, of who you are, in a sense. Um, and if, if that negativity, or call it what you will, I call them cha- life challenges. Negativity is too infantile of a word, I believe. I like contrast. I like challenges, obstacles. Life, they throw them at you. You know, yeah. You fall in love with someone a month later. You walk into their apartment and they're having sex with someone else. Your whole world becomes destroyed in a sense for that moment. Your heart destroyed, shattered. Your ideas of trust destroyed. Whatever this situation may be, it, you know that place for me it could be the recording studio because in the recording studio is where I am at my utmost peaceful self where I can pretty much block out and close the door on the nine to fivers, the rat race, you know, just, you know, just, and basically, you know, turn on all my gear and start writing and recording and, and um, letting creativity have its way with me. That might be a place where there's no more pain, but I don't know, you know, I don't know if it really exists. I don't know if I really want it to exist. I like challenges. Challenges help you grow. Yeah. I just had a big, huge fight with my friend, and we still haven't spoken, and I'm kind of devastated about it, but at the same time, I'm happy about it because I got to say a lot of things that I normally wouldn't have really shared because there was maybe no point or it was... But, you know... You know, even if, yeah, like if, if you're fighting, you, you, you know, there's, there's always challenges, whether you, 
you know, whether you have a same-sex situation for the first time and you realize that's what's been missing your whole life and, and how you're going to how you, how you gonna deal with this with yourself, with all your friends, how you gonna tell everyone and these challenges, they surface, they surprise you and they're only there to make you a more, more of a better human being, I believe. It's just, it's the nature of nature. It's the law of nature. Nothing yeah. stays the same, Yeah. you know? Um, in order to get a gorgeous Amazonian rainforest, some volcano had, volcano had to erupt and destroy all life and and plant life and everything on the land in order for that regrowth to happen and then we 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 come up with another gorgeous beautiful rainforest that you know yeah. all the political corporations want to pretty much destroy to build more soy fields so people can eat more fucking hamburgers and get fatter i mean <laughs> yeah. that's got to stop but anyway, um, I don't think it exists. I think it's the nature of nature. That's And nature is chaotic. Yeah. And no matter how much control the human machine wants to put on nature through all the institutions that they set into place for mankind and womankind, you, you will never be able, will never be, no matter how badly a system wants us derailed from nature it will never be derailed from our our state of origin and our true self which is which is natural um how i jumped into that i don't know but um <laughs> i love, you know uh, uh, my you... point is is that it's uh, the idea of nature itself is chaotic and yeah there's always that contrast you know we just had a fucking blizzard in what should be a beautiful almost spring day yeah. right now uh nature's very confused and you know isn't getting the proper signals from humanity people forget don't forget people that the earth is very much alive and experiences our consciousness probably far deeper than we experience it ourselves so people need to watch how they treat themselves and each other, and um, you know, that's that's. And the more sincere I think people are with themselves, uh, the faster we can uh, get on with a more um, loving and peaceful uh, culture. Because right now I don't believe culture is our friend. Yeah. But that's a whole other fucking conversation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think that exists, Howard, and it's not intended to. Okay. Well, you, do you know what? When you said when you said that you um, uh, you you answer twenty questions when an interviewer asks one, um, I think you were um, I think you were hedging there. I think it's more like thirty or forty. <laughs> um, um, oh gosh. <laughs> are you are, are you actually are you actually enjoy you you are enjoying doing press for this album, aren't you? Listen, I I I love people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get I that. Do. I get that. I love. I, I look. I love my band. I love the record that we just did. 
I've been doing press since the birth of February. Um, <laughs> yeah. About four days a week, no fucking joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of this work, and I'll do whatever it takes. And I'm, I'm sincere. Yeah, I, I, I love to talk to people. I, I used to hate to do press and bullshit, but I, uh, I think it's extremely important that um, I take over and I, and I, I lay down my ideas about music life regardless of what the interviewer has in mind it'll probably not go that way because yeah sometimes i get the literal and linear kind of one-dimensional questions but yeah i have the ability to turn that one-dimensional question into a an abyss-like ocean where the questioner really needs to swim with me or drown and i can give a fuck if that person drowns or not and I'm sure there's a lot of people I talk circles around. They don't understand um, the wisdom that I've accumulated over the years. But I feel like more than ever, um, it's important to me, for me, to tell Life of Agony's story um, with, with the human being that I am now. Like I said, yeah, I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying the fact that so many people are enjoying the band. I'm enjoying the fact that so many people are excited about the band, and I'm enjoying that so many people want to see this band achieve a great, 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 greater success than we've already been um, met with, in you're, a sense. You're absolutely right. You're right. There's so much goodwill out there for, yeah, for Life of Yeah, I feel a Agony. lot of love. I feel a lot of connection with a lot of people again. I don't think people, they don't give a fuck who I am, what I do, what I wear, why I'm feeling what. They just want me to be happy, um, you know, and um, I get hit on all the time. And it's, and it's amazing because it just reveals to me the, the flexibility of humanity that, you know, yeah, people are, are running around with people have these constant cover-up stories, even with themselves. A lot of people don't really reveal what they really like, what they dislike, why. You know, yeah. so many men out there love transsexual women. But part of the problem is, is that not a lot of them admit it. And once a lot of key figured people in the world start like, like let's just say, for example, Tom Hardy, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Uh, who's that, 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 that. Just as an example, that black scientist guy that we all like, Tyson, what the hell's his name? Oh, Jesus, I'm not sure. Anyway, or, you know, if all these, like, if Obama came out, if, <laughs> if all these people, if Trump came out and was like, yeah, Ivana's a, a transsexual, of course anyone could fucking use anything they want, and ba ba ba. And once, like, major motherfuckers in the world start coming out, like instead of denying it, like when Eddie Murphy got caught with the transsexual and then Chris Penn. I grew up in the transsexual scene. This is nothing new to me. I've been going to transsexual bars since I'm 18 years old in Manhattan. Right. That's all we had back in the day. And I've heard and told so many stories of so many celebrities dating transsexual women like Chris Penn was one of them. Right. And um, Eddie Murphy was another. But he, you know, he gets caught, he denies it, which degrades the integrity of, of what 
regular people called transsexual people. I hate yeah. titles to begin with. To me, I'm just a beautiful human being that that wants to be more and more human every day. Yeah. That that that's that's fighting against tyrannical backward ass motherfucking systems set into place for humanity. I'm just I'm just a consciousness expanding. I can see beyond my my physical reality and my physical and what I've become, what I've manifested into the physical. And because um, to me, we're, we're more vibrational, and that's the more important side of that's the 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 side of humanity that a lot of people are missing in their life. That vibrational side to themselves. That's why a lot of people they're miserable, but they can't. They don't even know. They don't. They can't even pick out why they're miserable or even acknowledge the fact. Oh yeah. I'm being a miserable bastard today. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. let, let me start reaching for things that make me feel good. A lot of people don't even acknowledge how bad they feel, so they could never take that step in the right direction to wanting to feel good because they're so blinded by, you know, what they were taught to think, how they were taught to They're so... They're stuck in their know, box. Yeah, they're tangled in their own binary world. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Howard, I got to cut it short, babe, because Ugh. another caller is calling in. Well, you know, I, you can't help being popular, Mina. What can I say? Um, <laughs> Just I, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you lie. <laughs> right, look, I'm, I'm, I'll definitely catch up with you when you're um, when you're in the UK next. Really looking forward to seeing the band, and just more power to you. It's, it's a wonderful ride to be on, and it's great to watch from afar. And you know, I'm, I'm really, really pleased for all of you. Thank you, darling, and I hope I hope to meet you. And when we're in in the UK, man, just make sure you come say hello. Um, I will do, no problem. Okay, darling. Okay, you take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that is why that was one of the coolest, most enjoyable interviews I've done in a long time. A, didn't have to do much work because Mina can talk. And as one, you know, was one professional talker to another. Um, yeah, loved it. Uh, great, a lovely, lovely insight, a lovely view on the world. Somebody who has been through so much. Um and come out the other side with so much positivity and a, and a, a, a role model. Um, and, I, and I hate that. I hate that phrase, role model. And it, it, it always annoys me. Um, but you know what? That, that, that's the phrase that best sums up um, Amina and, um, and what she's been through. Um, and, and again, you know, also a great, um, a great story f um, you know the the whole the band coming back together and um, it's just uh, you, you know um, I, I'm really really excited as you can probably tell about the whole Life of Agony thing um, I mean if we if we end up playing shows with them I'll, I'm that's 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 it it's over for me um <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, just a, a really, really cool interview. Um, great having her on. Um, and if and if she's doing press when they when they um, when they come over, play some shows, then um, I will endeavour to get her back on the show as well because um, I, I could just talk to her for ages and ages. So 
Um, there you go. Uh, keep an eye out for the place where there's no more pain. That is going to be out. A place where there's no more pain. Um, that's going to be out in April. Um, and um, I will keep you updated and be telling you um, every way you can get it and all the rest of it. Um, uh, well, yeah, as soon as it's out. So, um, what else we got to talk about? Yeah, um, uh, I, I I posted this on the Acid Rain page, but I wanted I wanted to bring it up. Um, I um I saw a clip of um uh, Adele. Um, yes, that's right, Adele, that Adele, um, at one of her shows in Australia, and she just before she introduced the song, she said, "Excuse me, I know you work here, but can you stop pe- stop telling people to sit down?" And it was a security guard, and and she was like, you know. You know, people are people are coming here to dance. You know, if you're not here to dance, what the fuck? What, you know, what the fuck are you here for? I just thought that was fucking awesome. It's great just seeing a major artist, metal or not, that's irrelevant. But a major artist taking responsibility for, um, you know, for their audience and for their audience's well-being, and and basically calling them on it and saying, "Oh, you just fucking let people enjoy themselves for God's sake." And I thought that was very cool. Um, some other th- quick things. Uh, Dead Cross, the um, the sort of so-called um, punkish band with uh, Mike Patton on vocals and Dave Lombardo on drums. Uh, one song out, uh, streamed it um, because it's only available to stream at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's, yeah, I, I, I don't know uh, that 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 album. For my money, it could be brilliant or it could be shit. Um, and I'm thinking probably a little from column A and a little from column B. Um, there'll be some genius on it and there'll be some utter rubbish. Of that, I am pretty sure. Um, but yeah, check it out. Um, so what else? Oh, uh, one album. You know, I was talking about like rediscovering albums the other week. Um, uh, Mark from Acid Rain was, um, we, we were rehearsing and, uh, Mark was staying over and we were, he was saying like, oh, you know, I want to put a load of music on me, um, on my iPod. What, you know, what would you recommend? And we went, we were going through my CD collection. It was great. It was fucking great. And, um, gave him some like top tips, you know, fucking Warrior Soul, Dark Angel, um, Death Angel, um, Voivod, um, and all sorts of bits and pieces because he's just he's just discovered death and loving it, and um, and I said, oh yeah, you know, Voivod, give him Dimension Hatros, and I thought, do you know what? I've got I, I haven't listened to that for ages, and I listened to it all the way through, Dimension Hatros from 1989, and as Mark said, strangely catchy. It is just even the production; it sounds great. Harris Johns, great job. I remember when Harris Johns was doing all the noise stuff. Um, and it always sounded good and Scott Burns was doing all the Roadrunner stuff oh I'm getting all dewy eyed here um, what an album what an album Dimension Hatros what a fucking killer album so then of course I had to listen to um, Nothing Face which follows it what an album what an album then I had to skip Angel Rat not a massive fan and then The Outer Limits Voivod on MCA what an album seriously Oh, absolutely brilliant. And prior to all those albums, um, something that's even more raw is uh, Killing Technology, which is just fucking brilliant. I mean, yeah, really going back into the VOD category, category, uh, back catalogue, catalogue, I think I meant to say, not category. Um, Fucking brilliant. You know, if you love those albums anyway, give them a spin again you know do and if you if you haven't played them for a while that is um and if you, and search them out if you don't know what i'm talking about search them out start with dimension hatros 
Then nothing face. Give Angel Rat a whirl if you want. Um, but then after that, the outer limits. And, and just genius. Fucking genius. Um, people say that Tool are the, are the metal uh, Pink Floyd. No, they're not. Voivod are. Voivod are the metal Pink Floyd. I'll tell you why. Because in those albums I've listed, uh, on, um, uh, on Nothing Face... There is, they do a cover version of Astronomy Dominique by Pink Floyd and pull it off. And on at the Outer Limits, they cover the Nile song by Pink Floyd and pull it off. That is, you know, just not many bands cover Pink Floyd and do it justice. And they did. So there you go. Fucking geniuses. Um, uh, and, and, and funnily enough, the uh, I was also, um, when I was, because been to the studio recording since the last time since the last podcast went out as well and um while i was down there we were listening to um cookie put spiritual healing on in his house i was like oh fucking hell i forgot how much i love this album so i ended up um buying the remaster which sounds great um great album i mean i I know it's it's very it's very straight ahead it's very kind of you know riff does this drums should do this and yeah you know i get that but you know it's james murphy in the very short stint he did in the band and i think his work really accentuates chuck's riffing and it's just it is it's fucking awesome it really is awesome awesome stuff and of course it would not be the podcast without another mention for um for good old dave that's right dave mustaine um <laughs> he, he just keeps on doing it i i don't know well he's, he's been doing it for years the latest was um megadeth Ma- megadeth megadeth main man dave mustaine believes he believes he's one of the best rhythm guitar players in the world part of what he calls the fantastic four alongside james hetfield malcolm young and rudolf schenker um yeah i mean just sort of pronouncing that you are one of the four best heavy metal rhythm players of all time only dave could be comfortable doing that it's it's always amazed me it's like you you don't do that yourself you know you 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 other people say that and and if they say and and if you're asked something like not i mean i I, you know this is quite laughable isn't it me saying how you react to something like that like i'm ever going to be the fourth best you know one of the fourth best in the world at fucking anything i mean sweary cunty fucking podcasts i reckon maybe but i don't think they're handing out awards or that anyone cares who the top four of those are but um for the record I reckon I'm definitely in the top four of those. But if you're dealing with something like that, you just go, you know, if someone says, oh, you know, you're, you're, the, people talk about the Fantastic Four and you're one of the Fantastic Four, you know, you'd be like, oh, really? Oh, well, you know, that's for other people to say. That's, that, that's very kind. It's really, it's really, you know, and it's nice to hear that. And I'm flattered. That is a reaction. Not actually crowbarring it into the conversation and going, oh, uh, by the way, did you, uh, did you know, were you aware that uh, moi, me here, yeah, I am uh, one of the four best heavy metal rhythm guitarists that's ever walked the earth, eh? Fucking chew on those nuts. How'd you like that? It's just, it's just not done, is it? I mean, you know, God bless him. Long lost, uh, you know, rest in peace, Ronnie Dio. Um... 
you know, I, I remember seeing him being interviewed and saying, like, you know, you've got, you, you're a legendary frontman. You're one of the, you know, you are one of the legendary heavy metal vocalists, you know, of, uh, the best of all time. And he was like, oh, you know, oh, you know, you know, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, I'm, you know, really. And he was just, you know, sort of brushed it aside. And, and, ah, oh, that's just made me start thinking about Ronnie Dio now. And that's made me sad because. It, it, it's it's Ronnie. I mean, the I can't explain how disrespectful that fucking th- that three D hologram that they're fucking shifting around the fucking planet is. But what a fucking voice! What a dude! What a frontman! Oh mate, I've gone from Dave Mustaine there to Ronnie Dio, and there you go. Do you know what the difference is? Class. That's the difference. One was a fucking class fucking act. And the other is Dave Mustaine. Simple as that. You wouldn't have had Ronnie Dio, right, having a, a fucking prost- prostituting himself, asking fans to pay three grand to hang around in his garden shed. Oh no! If you were, if you happened to be walking past Ronnie's and knocked on the door, he'd probably invite you in for a cup of tea, and he wouldn't fucking charge you for it either, Dave. Um, you know, I mean. <sighs> What what a fucking class act that dude was! And this is totally not what I expected. This is not this is not where I uh, I was going to go. But hey, anyway, yeah, tangent tangent fans. It's been a while. There's one for you. Anyway, now it's time for my uh, my chat with Chuck and Godless. This is a very cool chat. It goes on for about an hour. We talk about all things metal, but mainly a lot of stuff about um, about the two of these guys. Um, Two of my favourite motherfuckers in the um, in the in the heavy metal in the world of podcasting. Probably no, my two favourite motherfuckers in the world of podcasting. Um, uh, and and uh, you know, well, there's no point. I, I kind of intro the 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 interview in the, in the course of the interview. Although what I have found is sometimes I say, oh, I do I do an intro at the beginning of the, po- the interview, and then the interview starts, and I didn't. So uh, yeah, in fact, what I say is, oh, I'll have probably done an interview here, and then in the, uh, an intro here. And, I, and that's on the interview. And then when I'm doing the podcast, I say, oh, I do an intro in the interview. And what those two, <laughs> what those two combine to do is have no intro. Um, so they did the Metal Sucks podcast for three years uh, weekly. They were an inspiration to me to, to, to get this thing up and going. Um, they have since left the Metal Sucks podcast. Um, they did it at the end of last year. They they are now the Metal Podcast. Search Chuck and Godless or the Metal Podcast. You'll find it. Subscribe to it. Um, you'll really enjoy it. It's weekly because they um, uh, yeah, and they have some great great guests on, including Dave Mustaine. Um, and in fact, I asked them about him. So um, look, sit back, kick your shoes off, and have a listen to me, Chuck and Godless, bullshitting about the world of metal, podcasting, you name it, we get to it. So, um, uh, this is indeed, I, I'm, I've no doubt done a, a really long, dragging intro about getting you guys on. Um, uh, welcome, finally, to Talking Bollocks, to um, Chuck and Godless from the Metal Podcast. Hello. Finally, what do, you, what do you mean? Finally, we've been we've we've graced your podcast many times, haven't we? Well, Not together though. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. I mean, if this is this is the full on. You know, this is the this is the threesome. This is the uh, oh god, this is going to go terribly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this this is the double dick marathon. Um, uh, yeah, baby. Yeah, this is the DP, the double penetration that is um, <laughs> and, uh, Chuck and Godless at the same time. 
time. God, this is this is terrible. Um, so, um, welcome, guys. Lovely to have you. Um, uh, thank you very much for um, for staying up so late. Mm, thank you for having us. <laughs> Chuck's in the middle of Chuck's afternoon. Yeah, right? actually, Chuck's that's awesome. fabulous. Texas. It's like it's like four in the afternoon for me. It's wonderful. And past my bedtime, you're at nine thirty or whatever time it is. <laughs> yeah, oh God, I mean, and and Godless, wait, where do you live? It's like cribbage in in Ireland or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, Kimmage, cr- Crumlin, Crumlin, that, yeah. Crum- what the what the fuck is Crumlin? It's uh, it, the claim to fame is that this is the hometown of. Uh, uh, UFC's um, uh, what's his name um, uh, uh, Conor McGregor oh really oh right okay so I'm like two blocks from the house that he grew up in the park that he used to play football in is across the way <laughs> the, the school that he went to is down the other way I mean it's like I'm ready to set up a walking tour I, I, th- I think you mean the school he used to walk past and the playground he used to sell <laughs> he used to sell weed in yeah, that's a smart guy that's a really smart guy yeah, well, well, hopefully when he gets his head punched off by um, uh, by Mayweather eventually, um, uh, yeah, it, we'll 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 see who's smart then. Although obviously he'll be a very rich It'll, man. Yeah, yeah no, no, that's never gonna happen. He'll never get in a ring with that guy. Yeah, never. And and, and Donald Trump will never be president. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's um, yeah, yeah. I, I let, let's not drift off into into politics and UFC. Um, let's. Um, I look. I, 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 I'm. See what he's doing. He's trying to make it so that I can't have anything to talk about. That's what he's trying to do. This is this is what Godless does. He tries to corner the conversation. If you've listened to the Metal Podcast, you understand how this works. He's driving off into. You know what? Let's talk about like acapella music and video games. All right, there, there we go. <laughs> See, what, before we started, Chuck is like, look, if we do this, we're not talking about the fucking UFC ever, <laughs> ever, ever. I'm absolutely fine with that because I couldn't give a toss about UFC. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> look, um, it's great to have you guys on. Look, uh, we, we, first, we first kind of started interacting um, years ago um, when you, were, you guys were on the Metal Sucks podcast. I, I don't know, I, I found it quite early on and we, we started tweet. well, I started tweeting you guys and you guys foolishly started replying and, um, and then we, we've just kind of, it's just, it's grown over the years into this, into this loving and, um, uh, but I wanted to say like, you know, I didn't, I did not have a podcast out when, um, uh, when I first started listening to you guys and, and you were a, uh, you were a real inspiration slash Jesus, it can't be that hard. Um, uh, yeah, I know that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, that means that, that it, wow, must be really fucking easy if these guys can do it. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, but you, look, you ran for how long you run? Three years, three and a half years. Was it? Yeah, about that. About three years with metal sucks. And we did a year before that as a different podcast as well. So, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of wanted to because I, I you know I I realize there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who lis- used to listen to the Metal Sucks podcast, and as a as a fellow listener, I just wanted to fire you know a, a, a few just a few run of the mill questions first of all before we just disappear down some dreadful fucking alleyway of conversation that is neither <laughs> about the UFC but it's, you know something stupid like Rob Halford's not allowed to call himself Metal God or something something shit like that you know yeah. Um, that so, we have on our podcast. I know. Yeah, you'd, you'd never have anything like that on your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, spoiler alert. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, um, first up, both of you, I, I've got some real just boring standard questions, but I just feel like as a listener, there must be other listeners who want to hear them. So um, however you want to do this, Chuck, Godless, then God, Godless, Chuck, whatever. Um, the interview you most um, regret missing out on, the one that got away. They got away. Uh, yeah. that, that like we could never get. Yes. Now? Yeah. You no. Know, the, the the one that got away in your time is at Metal Sucks. The one who you nearly yeah, had. Couldn't and, get. Yeah, and it just uh, it just slipped through your fingers. Well, well maybe this will help Chuck answer it. But there were a number of bands that the 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 site we were on Metal Sucks uh, just. The, the site and the bands just couldn't see eye to eye. And no matter how interesting those personalities may be, how much of a fan we personally might have been of their music or anything like that, it was impossible to get those artists to come on because of the name of the podcast and the place where it was hosted because it was a Metal Sucks podcast. So, so uh, bands like Disturbed, for example, uh, it, it was just never going to happen there. Right. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, there's the, there's that part of it, but but I don't know. I, th- I think in the end, we had, we had even kind of talked in uh, talked ourselves into possibly getting some of us, trying to make some of that stuff work there. But but I'm thinking more along the lines of like, oh, wouldn't it have been great to in our tenure gotten Jeff Hanneman uh, a, as an interview and, and not being able to get somebody like that and never being able to get somebody like that ever uh, or get him specifically. You know that kind of sucks, and you know we'll never be able to interview Jeff Hanneman. So, you know that that kind of blows. See, yeah, I look at the other way. Like all those interviews we did, and almost I don't think anybody we've talked to has died yet. It's like, oh man, Def, you know, Dave Brocky, like Dave Brocky. Oh, that's right. Yes, Jesus, I know your I know your show better than you. <laughs> See, it, it, well, I don't I don't even listen to our show, so I mean <laughs> that should tell you something. I, I listen to it. I listen to every episode, every single. Except you episode, forget the Dave Brocky episode. I know, but, but, yeah, you know, yeah. How that? The, the weird, the, the weird thing it, is, man. the weird thing is, I, I know, I, I know. Godless is is being absolutely, absolutely um, telling the truth. He listens to every podcast. He listens to every episode. I would imagine more than once. Um, Chuck, you, of course, you do because you edit it. So as you're putting it together, you hear that fucking show. Oh, but I don't listen to it though. It's different. I mean, you you you've probably got this experience from editing versus listening. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. You got your headphones in, and you're not paying attention. It's a, when I'm when I'm editing, it's I'm listening for clicks and pops and spaces and stuff that I'm pulling out. I'm not even paying attention. Oh, now that's um, that's that's a concept I cannot grab at all. Listening for clicks and pops and things like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, like that's that's what the godless gives me shit all the time because I don't like to do. I don't like to pull quotes or I don't do this. And I'm like, you're, you're editing the thing. I'm like, I'm re- literally not listening to th- what's being said. I'm literally listening to how it's being said. And that's how I, that's what I edit. And, and I'm, yeah, content is not what I'm paying attention to when I edit. So. No, but you're, you, but you, you are, yeah, I'm taking notes. Like, yeah, go on. Sorry, go ahead. Howard. No, no, not at all. You go on. I was going to say that, like, I spent all my time, like, going, oh, this, I should have asked this other question, or, or why did I, you know, say that? I should have said this. And, you know, and trying to, like, okay, well, he wasn't really talking about this other subject, and I really wanted him to go there. What could I have done 
better to get them to, you know, it's like I'm always sort of analyzing, especially the interviews, like how they went and then try to figure out how they could have gone a different direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. Okay. uh, Question, um, question number two, Um, um, of all the interviews you did, um, what's your favorite and what's your least favorite? These are really fucking obvious questions, but like I said, I just as a as a listener, I just figure there must be some listeners out there as well thinking, yeah, you know, I'd ask him that. Chuck, you need a moment to think about. Yeah, that? go ahead, go ahead. I know, I, I know, know exactly. You, yeah, I know you know. I know already. too. Yeah, so the the best was Glenn Benton of Deicide. We got him a day or two after the drama with Broken Hope, and you got to understand, like growing up being a huge Deicide fan. Deicide, like, were just sat to the left of the devil. You know, they, they, there was no one more evil than Glenn Benton, no one more intimidating. And, and you know, as soon as we're sitting down, because uh, we did that one in person rather than over the phone, uh, we're sitting down in, backstage with him in this tiny little room, and I'm trying to do all of my sort of body language stuff to try to um, uh, get him to feel comfortable and all that sort of stuff. But inside, I'm scared out of my mind just sitting that close to the guy. And then he ends up being like really, really interesting and uh, warm and open. And it took a while to crack that shell. But as soon as he did, it was really, really awesome. So that still remains my my favorite interview that we've done. My least favorite is is on the other side of the the spectrum, which is uh, Michael Sweet from Striper, which was this frustrating conversation that uh, where it was just one on one, and a great reminder of why I, I need Chuck on all these interviews. Um, and and it, it was just so, such a frustrating conversation because it was a guy who just isn't thinking logically. And yeah. every uh, uh, everything that you say to him has, or everything you try to challenge him on, has this sort of um, uh, a meme answer and a way to to, to 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 change the subject and and distract. And no matter how hard you try to pull him in, like his brain just couldn't see it. And I mean, I was a huge Striper fan back when I was a kid, so. To but as soon as I got done with that conversation, uh, I just I, I I felt so bad I couldn't sleep. I, I just uh, uh, I, I was one of those conversations that I wish could have been done a, a, a different way, and I don't know how because listening back to it, which is a really challenging listen, um, I couldn't I couldn't figure out a way to kind of get it to go where it needed to go. He 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 had a. Yeah, he's got a special way of thinking. Let's put it that way. Well, it's funny you should say that because when he said he's like not thinking logically, I was thinking, yeah, at some point he's going to go, shit, I'm in Striper. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and and like and quit the band. I mean, I've quoted him a couple of times on on my podcast because yeah, he's a he's a guy that doesn't understand why millions of likes on Facebook doesn't uh, translate into selling millions of albums. It's like, <laughs> wow, well, can't help you there, dude, because that's just basic, really. But um, Chuck, you're, um, so um, uh, what, what's your, your favourite and least favourite? Well, I'll say this as far as like least favourite goes. 
I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be um, as diplomatic as possibly as I possibly can and say that there is no least favorite interview oh, that, that we've done because they're all special in their you, own. Oh yeah, you pro, way. you pro, you you forgot to use the line um, that's like asking which is my favorite child. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chuck, you just reminded why Howard feels so much better like doing a podcast on his own. What an <laughs> awful answer to that question. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. Hey man, no, that, why do you think they, they, they want to talk to you, Godless? Because you're the one that's on fire, man. You know, it's like, but honestly, I, I, as far as like what we what we've done with uh, almost even the bad interviews, the the worst interviews that we've that we've done did never make it to air. They never made it to the podcast, and they never will. Right. So the so the stuff that I, that actually was pretty bad never never saw the light of day and as far as the guests and most of the people that were on the podcast i totally am down with all of them there are some of them that were pulling tea some of them harder than others uh but but honestly as far as my least favorite i don't i, don't, I mean it might have to be that striper one because god sucks but other than that <laughs> you know yeah. uh i think you know no I, honestly i really think that even the bad ones had some kind of value to it you know, where he's going on about how bad that striper interview was, I thought it was pretty interesting because it was him beating his head up against a wall and that <laughs> could not he could not break it down. And you heard him kind of every time he'd run up to it and hit his head against the wall, it was great because he just sl- and, and and you could hear the frustration in his voice trying to talk to him and trying to break it down and he couldn't do it. And it was pretty I, I thought it was pretty compelling in that in that respect. So one man's least is another one's favorite. Yeah, what, my what, favorite what, one that I, I think we've done, yeah. or that I, was one that I did personally, was I think my one that I did with Otep. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That re, the reactionary one to the one where her the sexual assault and some of that stuff, and I felt like that was something that uh, was pretty important and something that I, I was pretty proud of because I was able to not ask as many questions as I think I should have and give her the space to answer. And I felt like that was a good, like one of my best, best ones that I've ever done. And it's one of my favorites. So, well, I, 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 I'd agree with you because a, I can remember exactly where I I was when I was listening to that. Um, so the, 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 the JFK of, of podcasts, if you like, um, uh, and, um, and also on listening to that, I remember thinking I have got to get that woman on my show, which I did, um, a year ago. And, um, and she, she does not disappoint. Um, no, I mean, not just at all. yeah, just uh, I could I could listen to her talk for hours, um, and um, yeah, a really a really unique character. You can go, you, there's there's just no topic, there is nothing that you can't engage with her on. But that's what I loved about that interview was was we didn't engage on anything else except for that <laughs> yeah. one topic. Yeah, and then when we had her back on with the two of us, we had a whole different experience. You know, it was a completely different experience. I mean, it was awesome. It was even better. You know, like we talked about so much, you know, politics and everything else. And it was a great interview. But that one particular thing was just so, uh, it was unique. And it was a moment in time that I don't think that that you're not ever going to be able to repeat it. And I thought that was really cool. And it's one of my favorite things that we've ever done. So. That's really cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, but you know, I don't say I'm proud of myself very often, but that one I was kind of proud of. You know, I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, all right, I'm good. Man. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's it's. I mean, I'd like to say I, I I had I had a great time. I had a great time um uh, talking to her. Um, she was just yeah, she was um she was awesome. So um, how awkward was the Dave Mustaine experience? Who wants to go first? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? 
I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to the camp this weekend. I know that for sure. I wasn't there. Oh man! Mean the interview with Dave Mustaine. Oh man! Don't you so want to sit around a log fire and 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 hear Megadeth war stories and hear and then get up get up in the morning go listen to um go listen to Dave Alefson do a church sermon. Oh my god! I saw them. Did you see the pictures? Instagram. There is. Oh yeah, dude. There's pictures. There's all kinds of shit. Like um. Because uh, what's his uh, Jose from um, uh, from Liquid Metal was there, and he like posted all these pictures and stuff, and it's 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 pretty, yeah, yeah. Let's just say it's not the, the average the average Megadeth fan. I know that the, for sure. The it's Megadeth jamboree. Fan. I mean, you know, actually inviting stalkers onto your land is just yeah, it's priceless. These are stalkers with like six thousand dollars. That's different. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's just you know how the mighty have fallen. I really, I mean, you know, you've got you've you've got a guy who claims to be clean selling beer, uh, and and now just inviting people onto his land as long as you got the money, you know, come and get drunk on my property and um, you know pray for forgiveness in the morning. I just, <laughs> I, it's just well, it all works just out. No way in the world. There's no way in the world that they're not doing it because they. They, they're doing it because they have to. They yeah. have to do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's blatantly obvious. I, w- I, will, I will tell you both exactly why off air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, I mean, maybe they've been pretty dumb with some of the money, but there was a time when they were making lots and lots of money. They were packing arenas. Dude, they, uh, had, they, the, they, uh, held this, they held that thing this weekend in a $6 million house. Whatever. They're not hurting. Yeah. So, yeah, but they, you know, no, they are hurting. Now that, well, only because he couldn't sell. Like I said, it was he's trying to sell the timeshare, man. He, it's That's the whole thing about that deal. Well, it was. I think he's just trying to Airbnb it and, and make it a little more <laughs> sideline. It was a $6 million house. It's now a $3.5 million house. And if you read if you read the re, if you read the uh, the real estate story on that house, it is so Dave Mustaine. It's so Dave Mustaine, right? <laughs> right, he, right. He, I know what you're talking about. He bought it. It was great. Yeah, he bought it for like two and a half, three million dollars about three years ago, and because he's yeah, lived yeah. in it, he thinks it's now worth six million dollars. Yeah. yeah, and 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 they keep having to knock a million off the price, and you just know Dave Mustaine is like some Alan Partridge figure, you know, going into going into the real <laughs> real estate agent, going, "Oh, it's six million pounds for my house," and they're going, "Yeah, but you bought it from us three years ago for three and a half million. Yeah, and I want six million pounds for it now." Go fucking get me six million, and you could you could just see them as he walks out, just going, Jesus, what the fuck? No wonder Metallica kicked him out. You know. Now, as far as <laughs> now, I guess the original question that you're firing off to us was like whether or not that interview was awkward. Is that where you're trying to get? Oh, at, that, thank you very much for bringing. Thank you very much for bringing us back down to. Uh, actually, you you started that whole. You started that whole. Uh, well, I wasn't at the jamboree. We've gone and run with that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, not, you know, at all, uh, not at all. Not at all. I fire off the tangents from time to time. Well, no, that, it, it, are you? Was, I'm. I'm the king of the tangents. Oh, go ahead. Go I'm, ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm the king of the tangents, mate. And what was yeah. what, what was amusing as well is like Godless was saying like they've run out of money, and then you started saying, "Well, they're not hurting." And as I was sat here, I was sat here listening to you two discuss it. And I had to remind myself that I was interviewing you because <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt like I was listening to the podcast. I was like, oh, this is a really good episode. Shit, I'm in it. 
This <laughs> 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 is ridiculous. Um, so no, I mean, well, I, I go I, back. Yeah, go on. Well, well, that interview, that interview actually wasn't that awkward. Well, that was my, that was my that was my point. And the and, and the thing about that is, is that you would think because we've talked about him, because we've talked about topics on him, we talked about that. You know, we we've spoke a lot about Dave Mustaine over the years. But the thing is, is that that would also assume that Dave Mustaine knows who the fuck we are and has actually yeah. listened to some of the things we said over the years. He doesn't give a shit. He yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. It has no, like all that stuff doesn't mean a fucking thing to Dave Mustaine. It doesn't, does not matter. Yeah. He is who he is and he play and he's going straight forward and he's not looking over here or over there. He's just going for it, man. So yeah. when you get in there and you interview him, you do your time and you're out <laughs> and he doesn't, he I thought doesn't it- even know who he's doing it with half the time. I don't think. Yeah. There was the beginning and then there's the end of the interview. The very beginning of the interview, Chuck says to Dave, hey, Dave, welcome to the podcast. I'm Chuck and that's Godless. Dave pauses for a second and says, hi, Chuck. That's, oh, I love that. That's I, rem- a, I remember so that. Do you know what? You're absolutely right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. And then the, the, the second thing at the very end, I had to ask about the whole beef with the big four. Like mm. who, because everybody was hinting that he was the holdup, but nobody wants to name names. Yeah. But I everybody's mean, yeah. like, yeah, it, his name begins with the letter D and his last name ends in the letter E. And it, there's a V in the M and an N in the middle somewhere. You know, yeah. it's like, that is what they're saying. And then you go to him like, Hey Dave, so what are you screwing up the big four for? And I forgot how I worded the question or whatever. And he kind of confirmed it. And it was the only time where during that interview where I felt, you know, it was early in our history. So it was still me trying to get used to the idea of like, I I need to ask a question. I need to ask a question. And just let go and ask it. At that point, I was still like, I had to force myself to ask it. And um, yeah, so I've learned over the years now that, you know, just fuck it, you know, ask the question, you know. But yeah. uh, that 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 was the only two times that it was yeah awkward in its own little ways. But in the middle there, he rolled with everything. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's um yeah the the big four. I mean, uh, you know, we 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 have heard that there's going to be uh, or at least I don't know one of the Metallica camp was saying that it'd be quite cool to do some more of those shows. Um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if they've if they've asked Dave. Um, but um, any anywho, anywho, um, uh, moving on from um, the um, the Metal Sucks days. Obviously, you know, people listening to this will be listening to it on the The Metal podcast. Um, and um, it's taken me weeks to adjust to you to 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 have it, you guys having the same intro and it being called The Metal podcast and not The Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> and surely, surely there must have been a number of times where you called it The Metal Sucks podcast. And you're going, oh, for fuck's sake. And you've had to like, nope. you, uh, no, you'd be surprised, man. Chuck has been batting a thousand. Not one. Really? Not a single time. Oh, not, you are not even, not even, not even a scrub. Nope, and that's me recording at like three in the morning. You are yep. such a pro. You are such uh, a pro. Damn straight. Honestly, you do not fit in with. Uh, you do not fit in with me and Godless. You really don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think that, I think that when we first when we did the first one, like right out of the bat, he was like, "You nailed that thing perfectly. How the hell did you do that?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Well, you know, hey man, it's what you do." 
That's it. That is that is awesome. And and how's it? Um, how is it getting interviews now as well? Because you haven't got you have obviously you haven't got the Metal Sucks podcast behind you anymore. But you have got um, you know you've got a following. You've got your online begging. Uh, sorry, Patreon. Um, begging works. Yeah, yeah. Straight is made. It's all good. Okay. Cool. All right. Okay. Don't get Trump on me. Um, it's um, it, it's kind of like so you've got your own following now, but you know, as in. Trying to get hold of trying to get hold of interviews. Are you finding some doors some doors are shut to you that were open before? How's it how's it working out? Well, I mean, I've had I've been in the I've been in the industry as a press person doing radio uh, for twenty plus years. This is the twelfth year of my twelfth anniversary of my radio show doing you know metal radio. So I've had I, I've had quite a bit of experience like in the industry with people. So I built up relationships over the years, you know, deal with record companies on a regular basis. You know, I'm dealing with PR people all the time, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that, that I haven't really seen that much of a change mainly because I've had those relationships all along. And that's kind of what I use to make it easier with the, with the old podcast as well. You know, because like I said, I had all those relationships. I'm talking to those same people and I still am. So you know, it's not, and and if it is something that looks like it needs a little bit more love, or we need a we need a road to try to get a better better guess, I'll throw the radio card in there because a lot of stuff that's really big, like really really big, they don't give a shit about podcasts. They won't even do anything related to podcasts. But when you say radio, they're like, "What? No radio? We'll do that all day long." You know, so right, it, it it's got a little different weight to it than when you're talking about uh, a terrestrial radio uh, and versus podcasts. So. You know, it, it just depends. And for the most part, it's a it's a pretty small community of people that we're talking about, the whole metal community. And we're all kind of interrelated and, and, and it's all sort of, uh, you know, just part of the same group. So uh, we just keep going and we wanted to help promote bands, you know, and so on. So, you know, and it's just, we're, we're here to help everybody, man. You know? One of the cool things was, you know, going to like the South by Southwest Music Conference, which is happening as we speak. Chuck's about getting ready to go again. And for me, getting to meet some of these press people that 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 Chuck has been dealing with all the time. And then I talk to them and they're like, oh, you remember that episode where you did this? And then I'm like, what? You listen. I'm like, yeah, like like I won't say everybody, but there was just lots of people within the industry who seemed to be listening to what we were doing and seemed to be enjoying it. Um because it was a little bit different, I guess. And, and so that has really helped because I think a lot of them, you know, are, are willing to um, uh, come with us on the journey to the new place, you know, which is our, which is our own, our own dig. So that's been uh, good to, to, to hear from. Well, yeah. We know? got a lot of compliments before, you know, from industry people, as far as like, you know, what, what we're, what we were doing and, you know, not to toot our own horn too much, but you know, it's like, I, I feel like, I feel like we do a pretty good job with our interviews. And, and I think that gets recognized out there. You know, when, when you do it, you're like, yeah, I want to, I want you to talk to so-and-so. Why? Because I think it's, I think it'd be a good conversation. You know, it's people want to hear that. So, you know, and if they can get their artists in front of people that, that can ask good questions and, and create a, a good narrative or help create a good narrative for them, whether it's on purpose or accidental, which, you know, most of our interviews are pretty accidental when it comes down to that. Uh, but, you know, we have a good head for, uh, sniffing out a story or sniffing out a, a an angle that works or that's interesting, uh, and I think I think people recognize that and they they're willing to put their artists in front of it just to just to try to see if they can get something really cool out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, 
I mean, you, the the way you guys, um, the way you guys kind of, you know, re- relax your guests and and just kind of go. Um, well, not 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 off topic, but it's just the key to podcasting is just having a conversation, isn't it? It's just chatting and letting and and letting people go wherever they go, and you just you end up talking about whatever. You know, it could be. Um, you know, it, it can be what they did yesterday, or it could be the new album. You know, it, it, it's just—it's such a key word. Yeah, it's it's just organic, isn't it? That's the word. Yeah. Well, and too, yeah. and and being able to identify, you know, or and make it sound that way, even when you already have a plan in mind. You know, because we talk about things before we do an interview, uh, and we kind of try to get a scope of where we'd like to go, and where both of us are prepared differently. We don't really compare notes that much since he's in Ireland and I'm here. You know, we can't, we're not sitting next to each other going, this is what I found, this is what I found. Most of them, we don't even share those things at the time because we want to have kind of different preparation just in case it goes in different ways. You know, so you'll note some interviews are godless heavy, some interviews are chuck heavy, you know, because it goes in one direction or another and we kind of just go with the flow sometimes. And it, and I think it, I think it works pretty well that way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also, you, there's there's a certain amount of you, you kind of appreciate um, when you're speaking to somebody who you know is on a very, very heavy press schedule that they might just want to just fucking bullshit for a bit. Yeah, too. <laughs> That's very true. Dude, I don't know how you do it like solo. If, if on those rare occasions, I think it's only been like two or three times where Chuck's been like, "No, I, I want to take this one off. You just do it alone." Like I feel like I am preparing so heavy, and then I'm so intensely focused on every word that they say, and my mind can't drift. And I mean, I feel so much pressure. It's uh, I, don't, I don't know how you do it. Uh, Howard, I don't know how you do it because every single one you have to be incredibly mm. present and and geez, it's so much easier when uh, we're, we're able to do it as a team. Well, yeah, the tag yeah. team thing goes a long way; it really does. Yeah, well, you know, not just in podcast interviews, hey lads. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's face it; one of you, one of you's got to be able to be able, be able to talk with authority about shitting themselves. Um, so. <laughs> I'm almost there. I almost got there. You know, just recently, oh, oh, keeping up with the uh, probiotic cut talk. So, oh no, there. oh no, I can't believe I opened the door. <laughs> oh dear, mm. and it was minute thirty-one where it all started going wrong. <laughs> But well, yeah. I mean, you know, being being two of you and working off each other, this is um again, that's a a kind of um a a dynamic that makes the podcast so enjoyable. Is the fact you know that you you know you you will call each other out on each other's bullshit occasionally, um, but often it's like you know you you will you you know you've you'll agree to disagree. You you will completely disagree with each other and. Um, or you might you might both end up on the same side of something, um, and it's it's always interesting to listen to that that dynamic happen, um, and it's I guess it's it's something you guys it's something you guys have always had ever since you sort of first became friends off air as it were from what I hear from um, from Godless anyway. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how you how we play it. I mean, you know, you, you have a, a good discussion with your friends. You you may you may wind up with that. You may wind up at a stalemate, but you know, because my buddy's love for Steely Dan, I do not fucking understand it. You know, but I <laughs> but I respect it. You know, I'm like okay. I don't know. I don't get that. But, you know, I'll get him tickets to the to the Yacht Rock Festival and shit. And I'm like, here you go, bro. bro. You know, I was like, you want to come? I'm like, fuck, no, I don't want to go. You fucking take that on your own. But you got to be able to respect each other's, you know, opinions wherever they land and wherever they come to. And I think it's a, a rapport that we built pretty quickly, honestly. And, you know, the result of that that most people heard was. Well, the Metal Sucks podcast and now the Metal Podcast, but we did a year before that, you know, before we even did that, we did a year's worth of podcast. So some of that stuff, you know, I listen to it now and it's kind of endearing, but it's a, but it's a little rough, you know? <laughs> yeah. But these are, but, but I mean, still, even when I listen to it, now, I'm like, it's not bad. You know, I was like, all right, that's a pretty good discussion, you know? So it's, um, I think it's just kind of a rapport that we, you know, that's why I'm sticking with this fucker when he's in Ireland you know? <laughs> you know how easy it is to record our fucking podcast at four in the morning for me it's not easy I, but I yeah. do it because uh, because I think this guy and I, the two of us have got a good rapport so oh yeah there's a there's a there's a chemistry there and there's a dynamic there um and um i mean i i i remember i remember hearing when you know godless is moving to ireland and i was like oh no what's going to happen to our podcast you know and and then there's you know after like one episode or after about like five minutes of the first episode where uh he's in ireland and you're still in the states i'd completely forgotten about it you know Mm -hmm. um and it's it's kind of it, but it does it. It does reduce the chances of you doing that many uh, interviews together in in person. But I guess that's not something you've done a massive amount of over the years, is it? Well, we did, and and a lot of missed opportunities. I would have to say, unfortunately, because you know, there's a when when Austin gets its run, it gets a pretty good run, and and you know, we have probably missed a lot of opportunities lately with uh, some bands in town. But uh, you know, overall, it's. It it can be, you know, the in-person thing works sometimes really well and sometimes it doesn't. Um, But I don't know. I like to do them in person, but we just can't do it anymore, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's uh, um, yeah. Two things on the interviews. I mean, one is that yeah, in person, it's a it is a very different dynamic. I think it's a different skill set. It's something that, you know, when we started doing interviews, I I did a lot of reading uh in psychology books and, you know, and uh, about different techniques and, and this sort of thing for how to uh, get people to talk and, 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 you know, how conversations happen and that sort of thing. And, and it's very different, you know, in person over, uh, versus uh, uh, over a phone or over a Skype line. So, um, yeah, I do miss uh, doing the in-person ones. It's nice when we uh, are able to get together at the 70,000 tons cruise and, and do a handful of interviews in person because it's uh, it, 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 I'm able to bring those things back a little bit. So that's been nice. But the, the other thing I was going to bring up is that when we did Visions from the Dark Side, which is the podcast before we went to Metal Sucks, we spent a year spending an hour every Sunday recording conversation just the two of us with no interviews with no intention of ever doing interviews yeah. chuck was like i am not interested do not want to do it and it wasn't until uh the guys at, at metal sucks said look we really want you to do this so we're like well we'll give it a try and fortunately we did because i think that at the end of the day um 
uh, that the interviews end up being some of the most compelling content that we've been able to make, which is uh, which is good and, and was unexpected. You know, it was uh, uh, it's something now I don't think we could uh, go without. That's um, that's that's really interesting. I do. I, and and the the analytical nature of of, of you, Godless, is absolutely fascinating because um, <laughs> well, it is, it is, because it was like, it's great, you're reading books on how conversations happen. Well, you oh, know, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm 47 years old, and I've pretty much have 47 years experience to know how that happens, but no, you go read a book. Um, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, <laughs> but it makes a difference, you know? Um, I mean, they're, they're, we, we can spend our lifetimes thinking that we're doing something the right way, but we've got nothing to compare it to. And yeah. so it, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I was talking about this because uh, my kid's been having some issues with his eyes. But like, you know, you don't know how good your vision is until you have or how bad it is until you actually put on a pair of glasses that give you something to compare it to. And, yeah. and it's sort of the same thing, I think, with conversations. Oftentimes we think we're having really great conversations uh, but we're not. And I think for me, being able to hear the conversations recorded and then back and then spend hours and hours and hours listening back to them and and going, geez, you know, this person wasn't reacting this particular way. They, they weren't having this emotion or they didn't react to this question in the way I thought they would. That gives a really good opportunity to kind of go, OK, well, all right, well what did I do wrong or what what is it that that was missing there? And uh, and so that's why, you know, trying to figure out how, a, um, for, for example, a, a psychologist will get somebody who doesn't want to talk to just all of a sudden tell you, you know, uh, how their their dad used to diddle them when they, when they were four years old. You know, that that's how do you get there? You know, and I want to know how to get there really freaking fast with some, you know, the, you know, heavy metals like, you know, most macho dudes. That would be pretty awesome. So. Um, so that's why I thought it was necessary to do that kind of research. That's that, yeah, no, that is, that is that is very cool, and 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 I I think if you, you know if you if you really want to know how to get somebody to say something or they didn't react the way you wanted, um, just ask your wife, dude. Just ask your wife because um, she'll um, she'll she'll have she'll she'll have a very good take on um, how to manipulate you into saying what you didn't <laughs> think you wanted to say. <laughs> um but that's that that, that, i mean that that's kind of weird um uh, i mean that uh, is that um chuck i'm you don't have that approach at all obviously you've got a a big um shit no i got no i got no 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 no, that's my my problem is is that that when i prepare too much like when i when i when i'm trying too hard i sound like i'm trying too hard i i can't um I, I can't lie. Like I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like I, if I'm, if I'm lying, you can hear it. And it's, it's just, it comes across my voice too much. So when I'm over, when I'm over prepared, <laughs> when I'm over prepared, uh, like it sounds, it sounds rote and I have a lot of trouble with that. So it's a lot better for me to kind of study bullet points about my subjects work you know, work through things in a different way yeah. and then try to be as spontaneous as, as humanly possible and keep my shit together. But it, but it's all because it's, it's mainly because I, I don't sound, I sound weird when I, when I just, when I'm prepared, you know what I mean? Like when yeah. I'm actually, yeah. when I have a list of questions to ask, it sounds really, really shitty yeah. and I just can't, it's, and I, I recognized that a long time ago. Well, it's it's back to that. It's back to that conversational thing as well, isn't it? So, the, the danger is if you've got a list of questions, instead of 
um, instead of kind of like engaging with the answer and then going off on a tangent with them and having a conversation, you're either waiting for them for a gap so you can ask the next question mm-hmm. or you're thinking, how can I steer this back to, how can I steer this in a direction my where... My line of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like my, how can yeah. I get it back to my narrative, what I'm trying to say right now yeah. and where I'm going. And that's where that's where he comes in handy because... You know, whereas, and that's what a lot of people have told us before is that I'm the guy who who kind of keeps things on track, going in places, and he's the guy that's able to just sort of yank everything out of place and, and jog it in a different spot, and and that's why the the tag team thing, I I have trouble doing it by myself as well. You know, it's like because we, you know, that it, it's a different dynamic, and it's a I don't I don't know how people can do it just by themselves all the time, and, you know, especially <laughs> if you're trying to do it long form. You know, I mean, if you're trying to do a, a, a 10 minute, a 10 minute quickie radio interview, those are what I was built and trained for years ago. You know, where it's like you talk about the song, you talk about the album, you talk about the producer of the album, you talk about where you're from. Then you talk about uh, when the record comes out and now you kick it back out. How's the tour going? All right. Thanks. Goodbye. We'll see you later next time on the show. We'll go this and keep moving on to the next thing. And that those are really simple and really easy to do when you're trying to actually examine somebody's psyche and get into what the hell they're uh, what they're about. You know, God, I can't, it's it's not easy to do it on your own. It really is not. Well, yeah, I um, I I've I've found myself at times um, uh, having conversations with people and thinking, oh wow, this is. G-. But I, I I what I find is especially long form. Um, it it's like anything else. It takes time to warm up as well. You know, it's True. like sometimes I'll be kind of like, I I think it's about uh, after about between fifteen and twenty minutes at that point, it's like if if things haven't warmed up by then, then. Um, it, it's kind of like, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be like a 40 minute instead of a 60 minute, you know, cause it's just like, right. If, if we can't kind of get, establish a sort of rhythm or a, a rapport by now, then for whatever reason, then it's no one's fault. Then, you know, it, it, it it's just not happening. Um, yeah. And see, and that's what godless, is, that's what godless is talking about doing the study and trying to make that not ever happen. <laughs> You know? Yeah, you know what's funny is, is, is yeah, because uh, uh, what I was going to say about that is I found that we were having the same thing where we our interviews were getting longer and longer and longer, and uh, it, it for that same reason was how you know boy you've got to spend this time kind of warming them up, and and so my New Year's resolution this is what like three years ago was to try to figure out how quickly I could get somebody to say something awesome you know yeah and i practiced i practiced with everybody that with people that i worked with with people that uh, uh i met on the streets like <laughs> joke will tell you we went on uh 70, 000 tons um uh we get picked up at the uh airport and we're sitting in this shuttle with a bunch of like old people going out to their cruises <laughs> And and I decided, let me see how quick I can get this old lady to tell me something awesome. And what was it? It was like this five so ten. Oh my god! That's it so was funny. five ten minutes. She told me that her uh, uh, she really didn't like her daughter in law, and that now has like fed into how much she isn't really sure she likes her granddaughter. And her husband's looking at her like. What are you? What do you mean? <laughs> it was so great. Wow. Uh, that was so great. And then, 
And she lets that out. And then immediately it's like we pull up in front of the hotel. I'm like, well, it's great to meet you. Bye. And then close the door and let that couple like spend the rest of that cruise trying to figure that shit out. Jesus. Just, it was awesome. Just drop the old, uh, yeah, drop the conversational hand grenade in the van and then oh, run dude. off. Yeah, it was so great because I was sitting in the front seat listening to it all go down and just like laughing my ass off. Going, oh, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, my God. Like, but all I was doing was practicing that idea, yeah, yeah. you know, how fast can I get them to get to something good? And it's something I, I, I get away from, but there are a few things that I've, you know, uh, tried pulling out and, you know, a little, I don't know, it's sort of like, um, they're not tricks by any stretch, but just sort of conversational like triggers, I guess would be the way to put it. They try to like accelerate things and, you know, like you said, make people feel a little more comfortable or uh, or make them f- like uh, distracted or, or um, uh, what's the word? Like, uh, 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 yeah, sort of like distracted. They don't, and then immediately go into something and they find themselves saying something that, oh, I hadn't, I forgot that this is the context, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that I, I have a little cheat because I can, I'll always preface the interview by saying that, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, lead singer in, in, in Acid Rain. I do stand up comedy. Um, and straight away that, that kind of, that I think changes the, the framework of the, of the interview because it, it, you know, and let's face it, 90% of the people I speak to have never heard of me, but the point is that they know that it's kind of, it's, it becomes therefore a more peer to peer kind of chat than, uh, you know, than, than, than being interviewed. I think, uh, and I, I think that gives me, um, I think that, that, that basically buys me a lot of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I love listening to your interviews and listening to other people and trying to find little things that they're doing. And that, that your, your trick there is one thing I really wish I could use (laughs) Howard Stern uh, on the radio. One of the things that he always, you know, seems to employ quite often is he'll share something really, really embarrassing about himself because that immediately makes the guests feel comfortable about themselves sharing something embarrassing but what's you know what makes that you know crazy is that like anybody who's listening to that show already knows everything embarrassing about howard so it's not fair <laughs> yeah but it, it doesn't matter it, it works true true and I've, I, I've also got like you know nearly 20 years of, of stand-up behind me so uh, and when when you're comparing a show you're going out in front of a you know, a, a room full of people, and your your job is, you know, you you are essentially the warm up man. So it is, it, you know, it's a case of it starting conversations with people for no fucking reason at all, and developing a, you know, trying to develop a rapport or find the information out about them and and stuff like that. So it kind of, uh, I, I guess, the um, that and my little cheat enables you know makes it makes it you know i guess that's how i'm able to do these things on my own um whereas um it 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 also must be a challenge in that like as an experienced stand-up that's a one-way conversation for the most part and yeah so i mean that's a very different dynamic to adjust from i would imagine uh well the thing is as as an mc if you're emceeing a show you are you're talking to the audience and you're looking for stories in the audience you know you're looking to find out oh you know is there any is there anybody whose birthday or or you just chat to a guy in the front row because he's wearing a jacket that you take the piss 
bits out of or and and the thing is that but but you need to have a conversation there needs to be you know uh, oh what's your name steve where you from what's your job you know why are you here how'd you get here oh right whereabouts do you live you know and and that you know you've got to let him answer and and it's it's a back and forth it's a back and forth and the idea is that you warm the room up and the audience feel engaged because you're talking to them and they're part of the show so you can't so you have to listen and you've got to you've got to be very good at listening because there's going to be some material in there somewhere but if you're not paying attention it will walk right by so and and often even if you're doing a set stand up is very much it is a bit of a conversation because you you tell jokes that's you speaking and then the audience laughing is the reply and then you speak again so that's the so real good stand up should be like a conversation it should flow like a conversation and that is comedian tells jokes audience laugh comedian tells jokes audience laugh and that's that, that's that's the backwards and forwards but but emceeing a comedy show is very much a case of you you really have to be listening and um and the bigger the show you have to listen to what somebody's saying then you have to repeat it so people who aren't nearby will hear and then you and then you come back to it so it's kind of like there's all sorts of different sort of you know things involved there but it's kind of like you know after i've been doing it so long now it's just kind of second nature really but um uh you know it 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 all comes in handy when guests are not as forthcoming as as you two guys (laughs) yes 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 exactly exactly (laughs) it's um look it's um it's been awesome having you on i mean i think well i think we're coming up to about an hour i I know it's getting late and i know godless is probably probably going to be wanting to get into bed by now um thanks for staying up late by the way godless is very kind and um yeah yeah, and and of and your son has got problems with his eyes and it's not just being able to see you um uh, so I wish him because he doesn't believe in God. That's what the problem is. If you know, oh, tell you what, been... <laughs> son of a bitch! I told him years ago. That's it. That's um, it. Well, no, yeah, I, I don't think that's what it, I think. There's an actual medical explanation here, but uh, but you know, yeah, but Chuck, yeah, but Chuck, you had um, you had a daughter, so obviously God hates you. Um... Oh, yeah, <laughs> no fucking lie there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> So, um, look, it's I, I, I gotta say, I know I tweeted it out last week, but the, yeah, the the first, the first fucking, the first twenty minutes of last week's podcast, there's like, I was just like, I was just listening to it, I was listening to it walking down the street, saying out loud, "Really, guys, really." <laughs> It's a goddamn, but dude, it's a goddamn horror show, man. That's a, it's a, it's a. Well, you got to tell them what you're speaking of. Got to tell them what. You're no, no, they got to go listen to that uh, podcast number ten or whatever. Yeah. And, well, it's based. Yeah, it, it, good it, God, man, it's a fucking horror show. It's it's Chuck talking about what I'm talking about is Chuck talking about his his daughter starting her periods and Godless weighing in with, as usual, conversation about shitting yourself. Um, and it was just like it, it was the combination of the two. I was just like I I I I, I don't know. I, I felt like a fucking rubbernecker. It was like I don't want to listen to this, but I can't switch it off. <laughs> uh, I always figured that those are the topics that like nobody wants to talk about. But you, so a lot of people are going through that sort of thing. That's what I'm they saying. Just 
Yeah, but no, uh, no, no I agree. Us. Everybody feels alone. No, I agree. I agree. Apart from you being the only adult I know who has any experience of shitting themselves since they were a fucking kid. That's impossible. The only one, the only one who's willing to admit it. That's yeah, see, exactly. Is this is this there, is this a big problem remember, in the states? Do you, are you all no, shitting remember, yourselves all the time? Have you seen how fat we are over here? Of course, it's a big fucking problem <laughs> in the states. I mean, shit. Everybody, should, it's it's part of, it's part of the course. But you remember back? You remember twenty years ago, right? When it used to be taboo to talk about uh, jerking off and talk about masturbation. Yeah. Like like people were. Oh no! Uh, you you said you masturbated. And it was like a, a taboo. No, not come on. Imagine if that were the same thing now. You know, I mean, we it's like the biggest fucking joke, whatever. You know, but 20 years ago, you're like, uh, I don't I don't touch myself. You know, it was you everybody's trying to be demure about it. So, you know, we're trying to change the times, we're trying to make everybody talk about it. Everybody shits themselves. Everybody poops. Well, you're, you're right? right. You're right. And actually, I think part of the mainstream media that really changed that is two people that I, I like to equate the two of you to. Um, and that is uh, and that's Beavis and Butthead. Um, <laughs> right there, right there, right there, and, and it's obvious which one's which. Because <laughs> yeah, it's totally obvious. Because you just know that Chuck's the one sat on the sofa, and you just know that Godless is the one in the kitchen trying to burn the house down. Yep, totally, <laughs> totally. I was. Uh, I, I thought I you need, might have gone for a Pee Wee Herman joke, but I. But no, uh, yeah. no, no. I not need TP for my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you so yeah, you are so uh, so are Cornholio. Um, I I love that our um cultural references are so uh, are so up to date. <laughs> Uh, we could talk about Rick and Morty if you want. I'm fine with that too. So it's all good. Hey, I'm 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 fine. I'm fine. Fine with talking about the new Suicide Silence slab of shit. <laughs> well, there's that too. Uh, you know, yeah. There's plenty to talk about. Oh God, yeah. Godless and I briefly spoke about that the other day. It was just like, oh my God, just fuck it. You're not the Deftones boys. Give it a rest, really. Yeah. <sighs> I, um, uh, oh, please don't tell me you've got them on the show. Uh, yeah, they're on this no. episode of the. No, 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 we no, don't. No, no. <laughs> we, we, we had Eddie on. Uh, geez, uh, with the last record when his day with his debut, debut with yeah. Suicide Silence. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, he was great to talk to. But uh, yeah, he's he's. Uh, I, I, th- I would imagine that probably their press is going to wind down rather quickly if it hasn't already. And, well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Probably we'll wait until the next next chance. Yeah, look, if you if you're gonna if you're gonna do something different, that's fine. But if you are gonna be so publicly outspoken when you get criticised for it, and then start having to go at your own fan base, I think it's pretty much time to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, it's not you a good mean, idea. That's an interesting question, but that's a whole another rabbit hole. Yeah, exactly. What do you yeah. do at this point? Well, because you got to figure out a different narrative and you got to change it. And the problem is, is that they're not changing it. They're sticking with their guns, and it's like that's just the wrong way to go. Yeah, but you know, look, like you said, that's a whole other topic. <laughs> look, look, I've just realised there is one question that I got to ask, and I think, uh, I think again listeners will be this is a question because I'm, I'm you know i wanted to ask at least a couple of questions that a regular listener might ask if they you know if they got a chance to be in my position and um it's got to be um your legacy at metal sucks 
um, is 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 forever. You know, your rock and roll, yeah, rock and roll, your rock and roll podcast Hall of Fame. You know, definitely <laughs> first draft, definitely. Um, it's a shame what's happened to it because that's a fucking shit show now. Just my opinion, obviously. Um, Chuck, I'm almost certain you'll be diplomatic as fuck. Um, yeah, uh, Godless. What does Chuck and you really think? Well, I, I mean, this is the the the, the problem is that uh, st- I haven't listened to more than the debut episode. Um, I've, uh, why would anybody? One, yeah, but why you know, would anybody listen past that though? I mean, it, well, it's, it's I, I mean, yeah, first question. First question up. First question up again. Sorry to cut across you there, but first question up. Um, the internet, uh, the internet, good or a bad thing? I mean, possibly one of the worst questions I've ever fucking heard in my entire fucking life. A five-year-old child would ask that straight off the bat. Um, having two people do comedy, neither of which are comedians, fucking terrible idea. Um, I, I, I just, it's just fucking... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they're really nice guys, um, and... But I, I almost, I almost feel like it's a Chuck and Godless tribute act, and I just kind of have to look away. We're that, we're bad. Oh, never mind, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there, it is. You know, it is interesting. You know, at least what what I've heard. You know, that they've decided to take about the same kind of format that 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 Chuck and I had built, and and you know, I I, I didn't, I'm not offended by it or. Uh, uh, anything like that? I mean, it, it, it's the it that is the the metal sucks podcast. I would have been surprised if they had yeah. radically changed the formatting and stuff like that. And you know, as far as like you know that first episode uh, that that I heard, you know, it's it's early days. Let's see what they grow into. It did feel like, um, in my opinion, it felt like uh, that these are two guys who actually do have. You know they have good voices, um, and they've got uh, um, you know they're obviously fans of the music. <laughs> they've, so they've got good voices. You know. They've got good voices. They're okay, fans so of the remember music. Remember that thing where I told you uh, <laughs> where you could hear where I was lying? Like whenever I whenever I talk, you could tell I was talking complete bullshit out of my ass. That's what Godless is doing right now, and I'm just gonna spare him right now from from just shut the fuck up, dude. I love you. Don't talk shit about anybody because it's, there's no point. Uh, this is a big enough pool for all of us. Absolutely. Well, but, what, but what I gotta say is that what it sounds like for me, from a radio perspective, from somebody who's been in the radio business for years, yeah, sounds like a couple yeah. of guys who haven't worked together for very long, and they are still trying to figure it out. Okay, and, fair enough. Yeah, no, that's a good call. And oh, it's yeah. totally, it, it may become something, it may not. You know, you never know. I mean, we've had co-hosts that have worked two, three years together here on the radio station that just wind up, you know, shit in the bed and just sucking. You know, they just haven't been able to figure it out. So, And some people like Godless and I who hit it off from the, from, from the get-go and felt like we had a good rapport. But like we said, we had an entire year's worth of podcasts before we even got to Metal Sucks to build our rapport with each other and build our banter that we do. So we had this whole other opportunity before that to, to really hone some of those skills, at least the way we talk to each other. And that's something that I think that we'll see if they grow into over time. So I don't, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't want to slight them for anything. Yeah, no, I see what they're doing. I see how yeah. they're they're what they're trying to do and, and more power to them. And, you know, I, I don't think there's any, 
I think there's room for all of us out here, you know, and, and the market will decide. And an, an eloquent and insightful response, and you're absolutely right. And I, I guess the equivalent is 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 almost like they're a, they're a band who's been put together, whereas you and Godless have played the clubs. Um, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you However, the band that gets put together usually makes a lot more fucking money, man. I'm just yeah, saying right. that it always turns out a lot better for those people than it does the band because you wind up slogging it out in the clubs for fifty fucking years. Yeah, and not doing. You know, oh god damn it, what am I doing? Well, I was, I was, so, I was going to. Inter- we were the baby metal of metal podcasts. Well, I, I, I was going to interview the guys from the Metal Sucks podcast, but they're too fucking busy. <laughs> So yeah, it's got to be you guys, unfortunately. You know, so, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <sighs> well, we are, we are the imitators. What are you going to do? Uh, no, I, I, uh, I, to- I totally concur with Chuck on that topic. By the way, yeah, no, well, that's and 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 that's a perfect place to leave it. You two agreeing, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, look, it's been an absolute pleasure um, as always. Of and we'll we'll do this again. Um, and uh, look, and thanks for playing. Um, thanks for playing the uh, the new Acid Rain single. By the way, I really appreciate that. Um, not that that's happened yet, but by this all goes out, it will have done. Um, and, um, and look, let's wrap this up. I, I need to grab a quick word with you both be, before you uh, before you hang up. But um, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, click, you're gone. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. Awesome. And there you go. That is the 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 one and only, um, or the two and only, uh, Chuck and Godless of the Metal Podcast. Um, really enjoyed that. And funnily enough, I was listening to um, I was listening to the the bit that I did with them, um, which came out today, Monday the twenty seventh, is when I'm recording this. Uh, and they and and they were both saying, oh, you know, we we we've got to we've got to have some we've got to sit down and have some beers. We could really have a, a good old talk and we really could the three of us could just sit around and i mean record it or not we'd have a good time that's for sure um two just yeah real real really cool guys i mean um uh hooked up with godless for a for a meal as i mentioned a, a few podcasts back when he was over here um whenever he, when he, whenever he's over we try we try and hook up a really cool guy lovely guy get on well get on, get on really well with him it's weird as well as it's, it's kind of like um i don't know there's 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 a real a real kind of warmth and understanding between us um and chuck for that matter although i've never met chuck but um so so more so regardless because i've met him but it's just it's weird it's like we've we've only ever met twice we met when he came to our Dublin show in um, in October, and uh, and then we met from it, and and it's it's so weird. It's like I went and picked him up from his hotel, and he got in the car, and it was just like, I don't know, it was like I dropped him off, of, you know, like a week earlier or something. It was as opposed to we hadn't seen each other for eighteen months. Um, I, I really, yeah, all right, okay, yes, I'll get, we'll get a room. Fuck off. Um, I'm I'm aware I'm babbling, but they're just two really cool guys, and I really enjoy. I really enjoy talking with them, and uh, and and it, it's great when people have got opinions and they don't worry about fucking expressing them, and they just get them out there. And you know, I always, as 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 kind of self opinionated as I may be, um, I I also I love it when other people are as well. You know, I'm 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 I, I might I might love my own opinions, but I'm also uh, you, you know I'm I'm willing to have them changed. I'm willing to hear other people's side of the story. Um, and and it's great when you get 
people who who can take you on and and you know and have got a a really well thought out point of view balanced opinion on something that you, and a take that you might not have had on something and you think yeah okay and you know that's 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 cool and and you know I've had them on individually and now we've had them on together and I think it's it's just yeah it's great I, mean, I I think this podcast wouldn't exist if it wasn't for for their podcast because it you know I was listening to two guys who've just been you know just telling it how it is and thought well fucking hell it must be all right then um I don't know I it's you know I've listened to I mean two two of my big heroes in the podcasting world are also Mark Commode and Simon Mayo and the um the, the I've been listening to that I've been a wittertainer for fucking donkey's years, you know, fucking LTL, no, VLTL, VVVLTL, um, that I'm, I'm aware I'm now speaking in code, so some of you are going, what the fuck is he talking about, well, never mind, but some of you are going, oh wow, I didn't know that, that's pretty cool, also a big fan of Fighting Talk, great podcast, it's also a great show, but great podcast, VVLTL on that as well, but anyway, I've totally gone off on a tangent, whoa, tangent's coming up, excuse me, need a drink, so, um, yeah, well, it, it, we're winding down now, aren't we? We are winding down. This is the, um, this is the, uh, if the podcast was a bike ride, this is the hill just before you get back to your house and the feet are off the pedals and I'm just cruising down the hill. Um, uh, actually, yeah, putting no effort in, just, just enjoying it. What, you put, what, you put effort into the rest of the podcast, did you, Howard? Uh, I'd like to think so. Um... So, uh, yeah, it remains to be... Uh, no, one more thing. One more thing, actually. Um, the podcast last month, I did do a talk about Mr. McNobby um, uh, Bin Man suggesting stuff um, that bands should do purely because it's what they want. So they just come up with a way you want it. And it was dead funny. I got, in, in the Acid Rain messaging inbox, I got... And I'm sure he won't mind... I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, but um, a, 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 a bollocker, you know who you are... Um, sent a message in and within it he had some ideas about how we should release um, our single which of course again people come out with these ideas like you know three days before you're going to put the single out not realising that months and months of preparation goes into the release of just one song um, and he had some um, with all due respect mate some fucking insane ideas that just uh, you know a not possible and b just didn't make any sense whatsoever but hey you know i'm 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 glad that i'm in a uh, in the kind of band where people think you know that they should send those messages in um because it means that you know we're only human um and and and, it, and i was like okay dude no sorry this, this none of these ideas would really work and here's why um and um and then I said uh, and he said oh by the way and at the end he said oh love the podcast and I was like all oh, right you're really going to enjoy you're really going to enjoy this month and to to the man's full fucking credit he sent me a message uh, a couple of days later and just went and it just said ha 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 hello Mr McNobby Binman here <laughs> which I thought was excellent um, but on that on that I was actually I actually had on Twitter. This weekend, I had a guy messaging, uh, sorry, messaging Acid Rain through Twitter, telling me about how he was being charged VAT by Bandcamp on the song, uh, on the new song that he bought of ours. Uh, the man who became himself, see, I can remember it. And um, 
and, and he was saying, you know, oh, it should say plus VAT. And it's like, dude, and he's, and why are you charging VAT? I was like, well, first of all, um, it's an it's an EU regulation. Um, and I sent him a link to that, which is, you know, Bandcamp provide you with that. Also, um, uh, the, the, you know, it should say plus VAT. The price, the only thing you do as an artist with Bandcamp is you put the price that you want to charge for your music. That's it. How it's advertised, the look on screen, all of that totally out of the artist's hands absolutely completely out because he was complaining that you know it was um that that this was being added afterwards and uh, and it's like well it's nothing to do with us that's all back-end band camp stuff nothing to do with what whatsoever then he was going to offer me a screenshot of his of his receipt and i was like dude there's, there's fucking what send it to band camp not not us it's got nothing to do with us it might be our song you've bought but that is band camp structure that is how band camp charge you it's got nothing to do with us then it was oh you know then you go down the passive aggressive oh i'm just trying to be friendly just looking out for you like like we asked a like a we asked to be looked out for b the Oh, I tell you what, why not just assume you don't know what the fuck we're doing? And that all of a sudden we need tax advice on Twitter from somebody who could be fucking anybody, right? Oh, just looking out for your tax return. Well, believe it or not, we're a band. We've got a manager. We've got a live agent. And we've even got an accountant. Fancy fucking that. Fancy we actually know what we're fucking doing. But no, it's all right. Then I've got to try and deal with this. And I've got to try and deal with it in such a way where I don't say, for fuck's sake, fuck off. It's Saturday morning. I really don't need this. And why the fuck would you assume that we do not know what we're doing? Here's, Here's an idea. Assume that we do know what we're doing. There you go, hey? I mean, for fuck's sake, seriously, seriously, tax advice on a Saturday morning over Twitter from somebody, from just fucking John Doe on fucking Twitter, could be anybody. Oh, well, um, it, it's just about your tax, it's about your, 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 your tax return out of concern for the band, smiley face. It's like, well, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, thank you for benevolently offering us advice we didn't ask for and don't need. Thanks a fucking bunch for that. Um, you know, you know, it just it just just winds me up. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm uh, I've I've gone totally off on a, a self indulgent rant there. Um, it's time for cancer corner. That's right. It's time to catch up with not playing this this year's Hammerfest. Um, reanimated guitarist um, uh, Dan Murray on his continuing battle um, with Hodgkin's and Hodgkin's lymphoma. So um, here's me and Dan chatting the other day. Hello. Hello there. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. I'm all right. Yeah. Excellent. Look, before we go any further, I have to ask you a question that keeps bugging me because I didn't ask it, and I'm sure there's people who've been listening who want to know as well. Okay. Rum. How? Rum. 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 You you got pissed on rum, and it kept giving you back. Do we know what the connection to rum is? Why rum has that reaction? Not rum specifically. I've got no idea. Um, There was also, there was one pan of... Was it, what was it, Brooklyn Ale or something like that, I think it was. 
that also did it, but for some reason, I, I don't know why it was wrong. Um, yeah, because I was all right on vodka, I'm all right on cider, but I, I, I'm guessing there's some kind of ingredient in rum. Yeah. I'm not sure what that, that sort of reacts with it. Right. Um, Okay, uh, no, I was quite, I was quite lucky. Really. Yeah, no, I was, I was hoping, um, I was, ho- I was hoping you could shed some light on it, but you know, thanks for that, you fucking bastard. Yeah, yeah, it's just how I roll. I'm as much use as tits on a hammer at this point. So. <laughs> as much use as tits on what? As much use as tits on a hammer. <laughs> that's that. That's a classic one. No, <laughs> that is fucking great. Um. <laughs> And so, did you see that? Uh, did you see Reanimator was still on the poster for uh, still on the poster for Hammersmith, uh, Hammerfest? Um, yeah, I did see that. Um, I don't know whether Kevin John saw that. I, I, I saw the thing. Um, what was it? So, uh, the band tagged us in it. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was you or not. Um, yeah, it was me. Yeah, yeah I it was. See that. Yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah. yeah, it's weird that isn't it? You'd have thought that they'd have, have took it off and like organised the replacement and got them straight on there or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously yeah. not. Obviously not. So, um, yeah. so uh, uh, anywho, you um, you said um, I know you went for your um, was it your second dose of chemo yesterday or your third? Third yesterday. Third. Was third. So I'm halfway through now. Halfway is that right? Okay, so it's it's yeah. it's six sessions, is it? Sorry, say that again. So it's so it's six sessions. You've you've done your yeah, third. You're halfway sessions. through. So. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, it is, it, I mean, presumably it's getting quite debilitating now. Are you, um, are you still managing to keep your spirits up? Um, the tiredness I'm finding quite difficult now. Um, um, I'm, I'm pretty much just tired all the time, like exhausted, even like there's a village just at the top of my street and just to like get out the house a bit when I'm feeling a bit better, I was just like... I'll, um, I'll go for a walk around there or something like that and then just come straight back on. It only takes about 10, 15 minutes, but that just completely wipes me out. But um, I, was saying, I was talking to my my key worker yesterday about um, whether or not we can get any sort of tablets or anything like that to solve, like, because the steroids keep you awake as well. Um, so it was, like, it was on about if there's any kind of tablets we can get to help me sleep. And she said... It's not really anything that you can sleep off because it's just the shit that's in your system that's uh, making you tired. Yeah. So it's not the fact that you're awake as such; it's just what's going through your body. Um, I've actually, I've actually spent all of this morning chucking the cups up. So, so ah. um, yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, once I've sort of got that out of the way, I only puked one last time. I puked a, a few times this morning, and uh, it seems like once I've gotten that out of the way, that initial sort few times throwing up I start feeling a little bit better but it also kind of seems like no amount of um sickness tablets are going to stop it <laughs> stop it happening like the first day after I'm like I'm dosed up so right yeah but as I say I've been going back to work and stuff like that like the week before each cycle I've been going back to work so so is that is is that that that's when you how that's when you're a kind of like a, a, at a high point a week a week before you do the next treatment? Yeah, yeah. Like by the Monday before each treatment, like the week before, the my immune system starts perking up again. Um, but uh, even still, just just doing like just doing me thirty seven hours a week is just knackering. So, and I'm on a monitor at a desk. 
So that in itself is just tiring, but mm. so it, yeah, you just got to get money, aren't you? So you're doing? Are you doing sort of full shifts when you go in? You know, how many how many of those thirty seven hours a week are you able to do? Um, I do as I do as much as I can. Like, um, so I I usually go back for the week and a half before. So I'll do. I'll probably do. I'll probably go back on Wednesday next week, and I'll do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then um, I'll do the full week, like the following week after that sort of thing. Um, so like we do thirty-seven hours, but we, we can do like flexi time. So like if we do a shorter day one day, we can do a longer day the next day to make the hours up and stuff like that. And then um, because I'm not allowed to, I I've had to I had to put my driving lessons on hold. Like like I started doing my driving lessons when I was twenty-five, and I had to put them on hold the first time I got diagnosed. Um, and I was, it took me ages because my job is short to his shit as well. <laughs> so um, then the second time I got diagnosed, I had to put him on hold again. So I still can't drive, but I can't get on public transport as well. So um, <sighs> the, because of like all the germs, the people that are on the bus and stuff like that. Yeah. And so there's um, a woman at work, Becca, bless her, she, um, she lives around the corner, so she picks me up and takes me and stuff, but she's got kids, so I kind of work it around when she's doing the school runs and stuff like that so there'll be some days where she's got to leave early and stuff so it kind of works out all right i get a lie in some days when she's got to do put the kids up and that so that's not too bad yeah it's it, you, you be well in a, in a situation like this you you become reliant on the people around you which i would imagine is is also it brings you down a bit because it's you you're losing your independence it does a little bit yeah it's, and I've, that's one of the things that i found quite frustrating um, especially like um i i was real embarrassed like because um because there was one day becca couldn't take me home from work so she asked something she i had to say her you mind taking Dan home for me? And I was just like, oh, I feel like a little kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that I'm finding quite frustrating because even fair enough, I can't drive and stuff, but I, I've got no problem getting, I've, I've never had a problem getting on buses and trains and stuff like that. I can't bother about that. So it's just the uh, it's the option is, be, is has been taken away from me sort of thing. And, then, and as I say, that, like I can't do my driving lesson. So um, that's, that's quite frustrating, like you say, having to rely on other people. And it's it's not that I don't appreciate them going out of my way for me and stuff, going out of the way for me and stuff like that, but, you know, it's, yeah. No, I know. I yeah, no, of course. It's and like you say, yeah, it's it's you don't you don't want to you don't want to sound ungrateful, but by the same token, it it still doesn't mean that you don't feel like shit. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's and it's like. And not only that, but this, they're, they're kind of going out of the way for me still. Even though the chilling lives around the corner, she could go past my street and it won't be an issue. But and I've I've tried I've tried to say no. Well, I'll give you petrol money and stuff. I'll pay for half your petrol for the week. And she's like, no, don't be stupid. And like, she's done, take your angst and go write a song about it and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've been really decent, and so I, yeah, I can't thank them enough for that. Like, I've I've said this a couple of times on Facebook because they got me a card. The other day as well, just to like say good luck and like you're halfway through and all this stuff. And I've said a few times that I, I couldn't work in a better place, to be honest. So, well, yeah. how long? How long have you been there? Um, it'll be three years in July now. So, uh, this department that I'm in now, um, I'll, I've been in almost a year. Um, but some of the people that I work with in this department, I worked in the. With, in the previous department as well that I was in, 
Um, so I've, I've known most of them pretty much the entire time I've been there. But they're, they're, they're just good people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm quite grateful for them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's, yeah, it's... Um... Well, you know, you certainly soon find out who your friends are, as it were. Um, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I, I mean, have you found have you found any people kind of um, distancing themselves from you at all? And are you just kind of not, you know, not able to deal with your situation themselves? Um, not as such. Nobody's nobody's been like. Um... You know, I don't, I, nobody's like said, uh, I, I can't deal with There's been like a couple of my mates have, like, especially, there's been a couple of them at work who, who've come over to me and said, oh, I'm really sorry about your news. And uh, there, was, there was, there was one guy, like, like, there's a couple of people at work who've done this as well. But I was going to say, but there's one guy in there who's in a band. I don't know if you've heard of Mastiff. They played at Bloodstock the year um, that we did. Uh, um, they, they won the, um, the Metal to the Masses thing. Right. And the singer Jim, he's maybe, Six foot two, real big, barely stocky dude, massive beard. He looks terrifying on stage. Yeah. Came on to my house to like fix some lights and stuff like that, and he said, "I can't watch your videos." He's he's, he's going, "I just can't cope with them and all this stuff." <laughs> I, just, I thought that was really sweet. And then wow. there's been like a few people who I've not spoken to in ages have messaged me and said, "If you need to talk, if you need anything, give me a shout." But I don't think anyone's really. Like gone out of the way to say, look, I don't want out to do this, or, <laughs> or they've, they've not they've not made me aware of it. At least. Yeah, so yeah, I'm grateful for that. So. No, no, it's it's yeah, just. But- yeah, and I, I know you know. Look, any any awkward situation, and 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 sometimes you know you do find that um, some people really surprise you. Some people come out the woodwork, and then there's other people, yeah. other people where who you would expect. Um, hang on a second. So yeah, sometimes in situations, you know, you never know. People can surprise you in a positive way and absolutely. and a negative way as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And and I don't I don't mean like people, you know, I don't mean you know people sort of go go out of their way to say to you, oh, I'm not comfortable. But sometimes you do get kind of people just 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 you know kind of not being around as 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 much as yeah. you would have you would have thought um but yeah. by the um, by the sounds yeah. of it you've been by the sounds of it you've been you know you've been really lucky yeah i have um, last time um the last one that i did i had a bit of drama and um, towards the end of it like especially uh like one of the hardest bits like i think i might have mentioned to you before like when uh like when once you finish the treatment, when I did the radiotherapy last time, and um, they had to wait for three months between finishing the radiotherapy and scanning me again to make oh, yeah. sure it worked. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That that time was particularly difficult waiting for that. And during that time, I had a bit of drama with a couple of people that I'd really sort of hoped I could rely on. And that, like, and because I was under the stress of waiting for the for the results that are waiting to get scanned and get the results of that and then having that drama with these couple of people at that same time that really sort of sent me a bit loopy and again luckily the people I work with were the ones um, that really sort of dragged me out of it and really sort of sat me down gave me a slap and just said you need you know I think there was Becca again who picks me up from work and I've told this to a couple of people lately and she um, 
he sat down and told me I was unhinged sort of thing because I really did lose my shit a couple of times at a couple of people I shouldn't have done and but that was it was the best thing that anybody could have said to me and I really sort of picked myself up after that so, so as much as like I had a bit of a bad time back then again these people that I work with and my mates are just as good as well like I've got quite good people that there to like really you know pull, <laughs> pull, up, pull on the brakes and say hold on you need to sort of wind your neck in and they don't mind being that brutally honest to me and I really appreciate that. So I appreciate that kind of honesty and it's good to have people that around you that will be that honest with you, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And there's and, and the thing is it's weird, isn't it? You've got there's that the the relationship you have with people at work is is different because you have work friends, but that that's exactly what they yeah. are. They're they're work friends. It's like school friends. You know, you 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 know school friends. You're 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 mates because purely because you're the same age and you went to the same school. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're going to be friends for life. And no. you know work friends are well, you're friends because you work in the same place. But when you don't work in yeah. the same place, it, it's you can you can lose those friendships. But yeah, yeah. But, but the advantage, especially in a situation like you are now, is is work friends spend a lot. You know, you you spend time in their company, and yeah. they 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 have that. You know, they they have that kind of perspective to be that to be kind of like, look, this isn't you. You know. We, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um, yeah, and, yeah, especially I think like because I've had a couple of jobs and stuff like that. I think this is the first one. Where, I mean, like I've, I've had mates in, in other jobs as well. I've kept in contact with and everything, but this is the first one, especially when I moved out of the previous department and then moved into this one. And I was, I was, I was happy in some respect because a couple of them were coming with me, but there was a lot of them that went because it just it was a it was a bigger it was a bigger department than the previous one. I actually found it really difficult just because of how supported they had been and all this stuff, and I, I felt like. You almost feel like you're sort of in debt to them a little bit because they've been so decent here. Yeah. It's, you don't want to leave them sort of thing. You want to stick along and you want to be in their company and stuff like that. So, and again, it's the same with where I am now. I, I think I'm, if if any of them move on, if I ever move on, I'm going to find that really difficult because you, I really do feel like I'm in, like, like in um, debt to them a little bit. Yeah. Just, just because of how decent they've been sort of thing, so... Yeah, but that's that, but yeah. that, that, that's understandable. I, I I get that entirely. And it, and the thing is, it's it's a, it's a debt you can't repay, isn't it? It it, it really Absolutely, is. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't really repay it. Um, and you hope you well, you hope you hope you'll never you'll never be able to repay it, really. Because you know, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I I would dread for any of them to be in a situation where they're having to do this and like you know what I mean. So. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, you can't really repay it, and it's 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 going to be quite difficult if I ever do have to move on from them. So, so are you um are you, have you gone have you gone the full Lex have you gone the full Lex Luther are you uh, full on cue ball now? I am full on cue ball now. There was a little patchy bit at the back of my head um, that ju- that was clinging on, but it, it just looked worse because it was patchy. So I've just taken the razor to that, but um. The only thing that's really stuck around is my eyebrows, and I'm real chuffed with them. Proper <laughs> hanging on, so I was expecting them to have been gone as well. Oh well, yeah, because if the if the, when the eyebrow when the eyebrows go, that's the weird one because you st- you yeah because yeah because yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> yeah basically you 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 have no expression. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm I'm just gonna have to develop 
severe wrinkles on my forehead just to prove that I'm surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just just draw them on. Yeah, yeah. And there's a few of the girls at work have offered to tackle my eyebrows onto me. But I don't want to look permanently surprised. I only want to look surprised yeah. when it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that look of permanent surprise is not a good one. I had an old, um, I had an old grandmother who used to draw her, draw her um, eyebrows on, and um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, you know when she she'd lost them for later on, and she could never get it right. She always looked like you know, she always looked like she'd just seen a ghost. Probably <laughs> 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 like like did the people's eyebrow from the rock or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I saw you um, saw you messing about um, on Facebook. I saw you messing about with um, some guitars and a delay um, pedal, didn't I? Oh, the loop pedal. Yeah, yeah. the loop. Yeah, um, I've been I've been trying to like I've I've always liked sort of acoustic bluesy stuff and all this um, sort of thing, and I was I've been like I've been toying with the idea for the past couple of years about um like just sort of doing some of my own stuff as well. Um and uh I was I was like but, uh, but the songs that I was writing, it they just didn't seem right without some like backing music and stuff. I just any sort of acoustic track that I came up with, it always seemed real bare just having a, a like a, a single rhythm track and maybe some vocals. So I was trying to think of other ways that I can like still have a bit of a backing track while if I'm if I ever get around to playing them live, and I saw a couple of there's a few people who use loop pedals. Obviously, obviously, I think at the minute is Lou Ed Sheeran's like the most popular one. But then you've got there's a dude called Ben Hoff who I personally think shits all over Ed Sheeran with his loop pedal. I think Ed Sheeran's a talented kid, but when it comes to using the loop pedal, this dude called Ben Hoff who was just an absolute genius with it, and it's like Katie Tunstall was using them. 10 years ago and stuff like that wow. and so I've been watching like videos of people using them and stuff like that and how they build the tracks up and I just thought it was really cool so I got that um, I got this loop pedal and I just had to fuck about with it and I just found it really fun so I, um, I'm, I'm, I've written a, I've written a few songs and stuff I ain't got enough to get a CD together yet but yeah I'm, I'm finding that really fun at the minute and we're still writing for my own bands and stuff like that as well so I just want to just keep making music as much as I can. So, like, is there a point where the lads, like, because the lads in my band have both got kids and families and stuff, and the same in, like, Reanimator. So, is there a time where we're not as active as I'd like to be? I've also got my own stuff that I can do as well. So, yeah, yeah. I just want to keep making music. I just, I just enjoy it. So, ah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 cancer chorus. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Put, put, put some put some tunes together. Um, no, well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it it'd be cool to do um, as some kind of um, uh, sort of album for charity, raise money for Macmillan or something, and see if you can get yeah. people to see if you can crowdfund it Absolutely. and and get people to pledge. And instead, of, and and you know, all of that money gets all the money that everyone pledges goes to you know goes to Macmillan. That's a good idea, that, actually. I, I hadn't actually thought of that. I was, I was planning on recording the stuff that I write at some point. Um, I was wondering how I was going to afford that because one of the things that I have been doing is because, uh, because I've not been going out and stuff like that and, and, and like spending my money on 
like a, a, a decent social life. He's have, like I've been saving for a deposit on like a mortgage and stuff like that. So got me silver lining there a little bit. But because I've been doing that, excuse me, I've been wondering about how I can afford to record the um, the acoustic stuff. So crowdfunding it and then putting the money to my loan might actually be a really good idea. Cool, man. Yeah, it'd be um, it'd be good. It'd be good. Well, more than happy to um, more than happy to get involved and uh, and and help in any way I can. So um, you know, yeah, nice one. Let, let's let's talk that through. So yeah, we should um, we should definitely look into uh, seeing. Um, well, yeah, like I said, if you want to talk about pledging it or whatever you want to do there, yeah, um, we, yeah. we could we could do that. Um, and I, and look, I, it would have been awesome if you'd cut if you could have come along to one of these shows that we're doing as well. But um, I do appreciate you got to stay away from crowds and all the rest of it. Otherwise, you'd be doing your own bloody gigs. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, as soon as as soon as I'm back on it, like, I, I, yeah, the Ace of could all like I'd, I'd love to play with you guys in Nottingham and stuff like that. So yeah, was tried to sort of get a organised before, didn't we, and stuff like that. It never really panned out, but well, I'm, I'm, really cool. I'm looking at organising. Uh, well, there'll be there'll be an Acid Rain Christmas show, and I'm, and the last one was in Wales. I want this one to be up north. Um, and if it is, right. then I want you know definitely want you guys on as as um, as main support. That would be that would be yeah. awesome. Um, because yeah, it, it it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. And you... I'd I'd be I'd re- I'd be a really shit band member if I didn't um, put their team's name forward as well as like an opening band. I think. Oh yeah, of course. So, you know, something for you to consider. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's a really really good point, mate. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the lads would absolutely love it. I think so. Cool. All right, mate. Well, look, I will. Yeah. Um, as soon as I've got any, as soon as I've got anywhere with that, I will let you know. Yeah, totally, absolutely. All right, mate. Well, look, you look after yourself. Um, I will do. Excuse me, you too. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time out, and um, I will speak. No to you, I'll speak to you again next month, mate. Take care. Yeah, take it easy, mate. Thank you. You too. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Bye bye. So there is Dan um, being the fucking inspiration that he is. Um, it's really, really cool. I'm, I'm, I really hope that we get to do some tunes together as well um because um it it would be it would be great to put something together and um uh, uh and and be able to do some good and raise some money for what are really worthy causes and um uh i hope you're all enjoying um checking in with dan each month and um and do you know do hunt him out on facebook um uh and um and you can find him on youtube as well i'll post all the links um and tweet them out as well so you know please do uh show your support um I've got to. I've got to admit, though, I'm. St- I'm. St- I'm still fucking. It's still fucking bothering me about fucking unasked for advice about fucking tax returns on Twitter. I'm sorry to fucking go on, but that's what I fucking do. Seriously, I. I it. It. It really wound me up. I. It, it would be really nice if people assumed that we weren't thick as fuck, and because the band has a an image of just being in it for a laugh and being your mates, you know that 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 also means that we run the band like a fucking car boot sale because we fucking don't. It's every single every single piece of it is carefully thought over, put together. Months of effort goes into it, and and all and and how it comes out, where it comes out, what formats—that's all determined, all determined based on all the evidence that we have from previous releases and all the rest of it. 
Oh, you know, honestly, we don't just go, oh, tell me what, let's put a single out, shall we? Yeah, right, just stick it out. Yeah, fuck it. We'll get, we'll get some fucking child to draw some crayons and stick that up with some artwork, shall we? Fuck's sake. <laughs> just a fucking moan. Just a fucking good old moan before <laughs> before before I finish the podcast. Look, um, as always, it is, it is a pleasure. Even you, Mr. McNobby Bin Man. <laughs> Even you, John Doe on Twitter, um, love you all. Um, I think it's it's brilliant that you guys still listen to this podcast and people are downloading it, and people are sharing it, and please do share with as many people as possible. If you know people who are into podcasts, tell them about it. If they're out of the room and you can get hold of their device, subscribe them to it anyway. Um, and if you get chance and you just happen to be on iTunes and you just happen to be walking past, why not pop into the um, Talking Bollocks podcast shop and give us a little fucking review? Yep, five stars or one star. Uh, just don't make it two, three, or four. Come on, either love it or hate it. Any any kind of reaction is great. Um, so anyway, look, guys, um, this is it. It's the end of the podcast, and I always finish with a song. And um, so this month, I thought I'd go with. Come on, seriously? Are you fucking serious? Are you kidding me? You don't know what the song is, really? Really? I mean, you know me. You know what I'm like. What have I just been ranting about? Hmm? What's the song? What's the song? Come on. You know what the song is.
Right, it was acid rain, okay, in case you fucking needed to be told. And it, if if you're listening to that, if you didn't figure out that was me, that and, and that this is acid rain, then I am mortally offended and I will never talk to you again. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to be playing that live this month out on the road. Hope to bump into you a few, so uh, a few of you. So if we do, remember, if it's an acid rain gig, let's hear that. Bollocks! Talking bollocks, bollocks back. It'd be, it'd be very cool. Come up and say hello um, if you've got to, if you're going to be at one of the shows. Until next month, ta-ra.